What's going on guys? My name is Aldenero and welcome to a brand new episode of the Midnight Hour. Um, I'm not even gonna lie to you and make up excuses or say, oh, I'll be back with more episodes because I don't know how true that is. But this is a brand new episode. It was recorded this week and I will say that I had a great time recording it and I think that you are really going to like it. Um, it's a bit old school. Uh, it's sort of reminiscent of an episode that we recorded, uh, which may have been called the Midnight Hour Travel Guide or something to that effect. Um, I think that episode might have actually had two titles, one when it went on YouTube and then one when it was released to the SoundCloud, uh, like the podcast feed. But um, nevertheless, I was planning on making a cinematic sprawling intro to this type of episode. Um, and I just figured there is no point because the majority, in fact, far more people listen to this via audio than I ever actually suspected. Um, recently learned that the number of people who listen to this show is actually far greater than what I had thought it was before, uh, which is pretty cool. But, um, anyway, yeah. So for those of you on YouTube, like the few hundred people who are left listening on YouTube, um... I will keep putting it on YouTube for the sake of tradition and for the possible feeling of nostalgia that it may bring to people who see it in their feed on there. Uh, but I am not going to put that much effort into the actual visuals any longer because I don't think it really does anything. Um, obviously, as a content creator, I'm not in the business of, um, you know, doing things for views and traction. This is just about having fun for me, and this episode is a lot of fun. So yeah, it's about, uh, you can tell by the title, it's called Road Tripping, and um, it's got a little bit of everything, honestly. It's just me and John, um, who is returning to the show, and it kind of honestly really does feel like it touches on every era of the Midnight Hour that there has been, um, because I... I've had many people tell me that they feel like they're like maybe four different eras of the podcast or like different sort of stages or um, yeah, different characteristics that are encompassed in different segments of the show's existence and stuff like that. But um, you know what? It has been eight years this month. I think it may actually have been eight years this week. This is the eight year anniversary special and it's only in the in the low hundreds <laughs> of episodes which goes to show how much commitment i had to the weekly concept of this uh, nevertheless um i you know during the pandemic and stuff i think all of us probably to some degree or other even people working in service jobs probably found themselves with a lot more free time on their hands and i always told myself oh like if i won the lottery or you know, if i had way more free time I would make so many episodes of my podcast. I'd have so much time to do research. And it turned out that that's just not true. So, yeah, I don't know. Life goes on. It's interesting. Um, started this podcast eight years ago because of a conversation I had in a pub with some guy. And uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's good to be back. Um, I, I uh, only uploaded a single episode of this podcast last year, and that was a preview for the Euro 2020, um, uh, what you call it, tournament. So 
yeah, it's a, it's, it's a barren wasteland on this feed these days. So if you're out there, give me a thumbs up or a hell yeah, or buy me a beer or send me bitcoins or various other methods of payment. Check out the merch link. And <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying this shit. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoy. I really actually do hope that you get something out of this podcast and enjoy listening to it half as much as myself and John enjoyed recording it so without further ado here we go into the episode good luck godspeed and i will see you when i see you all right i am joined today by dr john returning guest welcome back thank you for having me i'm very glad to be back yeah. after such a long hiatus yeah long hiatus what were you doing was there some medical emergency <laughs> in the world or... yeah it was, it was okay it was all yeah, it was all sorted out in the end. We're all friends now. That's good, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's really good that COVID came around to our proposal and <laughs> met us halfway on that, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, spread the love is what I heard. Yeah, the worst of us were like, uh, the worst parts of humanity were like, it's just the common cold. And in the end, it was just the common cold. So, you know? <laughs> Here we are now. Just goes to yeah. show you that ignorance trumps all reason. <laughs> <laughs> am i right yeah, exactly exactly yeah that is your Sorry. medical opinion though isn't it um <laughs> that like that that, would... that ignorance just is the whole reason why we are where we are yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah, yeah. I, I so. yeah. <laughs> absolutely um i have had people ask me about you over the last like year um particularly mm. when like it wasn't my mom wasn't <laughs> it's just your mom your brother your father only only those people um no i was uh you know there was a time where like london was like ground zero for covid stuff like back mm. in 2020 um, and a lot of people were like how's uh dr john doing and i was like yeah i'd say fine <laughs> if i were to guess yeah yeah and yeah no I, I was fine for a long time and then i got covid and i was like shit this is actually really bad yeah. And then that was like basically the catalyst to um, get the vaccine then thereafter when it was appropriate. But um, yeah, th things were quite bad for a while, obviously quite bad for everyone. Yeah. Um, but, but working in the kind of health sector, it was business as usual, kind of to, to some degree, because obviously you're still going into work. You're still doing the majority of your job that you had done. It was just the conditions were largely changed. And it became a really kind of strange battlefield to be placed on. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people saw suffered over the last couple of years yeah yeah i don't want to talk about it too much i just thought because enough people mm. asked and you're a doctor and i was like yeah let's no. just fucking yeah that was nice then yeah i'm, I'm all well yeah, yeah, happy to be yeah. back i am um, i don't want to be too sensational but i don't <laughs> think i have been the same since i got covid and i got it over a year ago and i think that there are just clouds in my brain that i didn't have mm -hmm. before and I, yeah. I noticed like i forget words out of sentences when i'm typing sometimes and yeah. I'm a big not doer of that, you know. So yeah, yeah, like uh, long COVID's definitely um, kind of a, a, a real thing, and in fact, I'm pretty sure like uh, long COVID follow-up teams have involved psychiatrists as well mm, into the kind yeah. of a multidisciplinary mix. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely well known that there's kind of cognitive or yeah, kind of yeah. aspects of of COVID that people are suffering, um, which is just kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it is crazy. But uh, mm. I say we replace it with short COVID. That's my policy. Yeah, proposal. as short as possible, please. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> um, I guess our topic today will mildly involve COVID, uh, as all travel kind of does these days. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, I know that I am sick 
of having cotton swabs jammed up my nose <laughs> for 75 euro a fucking go oh jesus um, yeah i had to get i think i've had like six or eight of them done in the last mm. while and they're so fucking expensive and i hate it's yeah. like here's one you can do at home for 30 cents a go <laughs> but you want it done at our lab it's 80 if fucking ridiculous. i know it's terrible it's becoming an industry now like it's just become yeah. its own thing really like you have covid and then you have like what all the people are kind of charging you for in relation to it it's like just yeah. unbelievable yeah um like 80, yeah it's like going to the gp in ireland like 80 euro a pop yeah i know yeah it's our age yeah. it's more more than my gp like it's <laughs> can't my gp do it no <laughs> i know yeah but it says consult your doctor yeah yeah exactly that's crazy yeah so many people have made so much money from from it um, i know yeah i know yeah. Oh, well, more power to them. That's what I <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, all right. So uh, the long, uh, sorry, that was a very, what you call it? Uh, rough segue. Rough segue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you recently went on a road trip and we had spoken about this. Like we had like a very kind of romantic uh, concept mm -hmm. of the road trip uh, whenever we were yeah, talking about yeah. it. I remember like... Um, all the we both seemed to get our entire notions of road trips from like artsy movies or something yeah I think. exactly yeah, every yeah. time we spoke about it yeah and well, apparently, uh, like jack kerouac like in the coined the term road trip like it's a quintessentially yeah. romantic american idea yeah as far as I'm aware so like it kind of makes sense i guess but yeah we did we kind of yeah we, I, I thought it was really heartwarming the way we talked about it like it seemed like almost it was within grasp and yeah the it was really, really sort of yeah, romantic notions of it. It's uh, for me, my, um, what would you call it here? My like brand of tourism, let's say that I subscribe to is not really the, like I've seen, I've been on top of the Eiffel Tower and I have uh, felt nothing while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I might as well have been looking at a fucking satellite image of Paris because that made no difference to my life. Like, oh, there's the stud the front. I don't care. I, um, I have, uh, what else have I done that's like, significant uh, in my life? I've been loads of play. I can't, couldn't, can't even remember because they mean so little to me. Um, what's that? You must know a monument or something that I've been to that's like meaningful. I don't yeah. even know. I, I can't even think. Like, hold on. There's a map of the world here on the wall. Like, I'm a well traveled guy. I looked at the Statue of Liberty from the bottom up and I felt nothing. Curve. Uh, yeah, the the what, what you call it, uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Seeing that, that made me feel nothing. Yeah, I just okay. I don't care about that. Um, I really like sort of observing like life in places. Like it, it would mean more to me to go to like a random bar in Dallas, Texas, than it would mean to go to the Statue of Liberty or whatever other. But bullshit. there's a lot to be said for that too. Like that sort of realistic sort of, um, like grassroots level tourism that isn't kind of embellished or over the top and like yeah it, it, it just something about it feels very tangibly real and gritty and true and there's a lot to be said for that i think yeah yeah i, th I think i'm less um dancing in the dark bruce springsteen and more like uh, i'm going down bruce springsteen like <laughs> glory days or you know yeah, 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 sorts yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I, I like you know in bruce springsteen songs whenever he throws in a random place like darlington yeah, yeah, county yeah. which isn't yeah. even an actual real place as he sung about it um but like i'm I, I just find that to be much more like it's a much more like livable kind of experience for me yeah, or something yeah. i don't know if it's because i moved house so many times and been around all these small towns and sort of 
I have a very, um, I think like a lot of my worldview is sort of rooted in this idea of the common person and just them living mm -hmm. out their normal mm -hmm. lives. Yeah, um, yeah. That I just, yeah, a lot of what you see on, uh, when you go to like touristy places or the typical tourist attractions are not necessarily the, like, oh, this is what it would be like to live here because it's not really, it's, it's yeah. a different kind of painting or something. Yeah, I, I think there's something really kind of sought out for in relation to authenticity. I think people really, really like that. And I remember seeing kind of, uh, I think it was on like Shark Tank or Dragon Zen or something. There was this company. It's like, you no, know, we want to like make authentic trips for people. Like, you know what I mean? It's things that are like real and they feel like they're actually engaging with locals and seeing things that people see on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And, yeah, and the human experience as well, I think, calls for a lot of authenticity. And, and, and we look for that because it kind of speaks to us on some deeper level than this sort of fake uh, front and this sort of facade of, you know, this is what these people do. And in fact, it's not. I think, yeah, authenticity is a, is a huge drive for a holiday experience. Yeah, yeah. You have a very good way of uh, taking the thing that I'm trying to say and saying it correctly, and I, I really enjoy that. But yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I think we do. I think it works both ways, though. I think you kind of uh, help me explain different things as well when, yeah, I'm not doing it too too good. So I, I think we have a, a symbiotic relationship in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. Um, but that was, I remember one of the things that we were talking about on, uh, on a, like if we were to do a road trip, um, through America or something, um, mm. just this idea of like going to some fucking like cowboy bar in like Tennessee and then like having a like fried greasy breakfast the next day yeah, in some random yeah. cafe, like yeah. I, that or a diner even better. Like yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. I just the imagery of that is so much more like it speaks to me so much more than like uh i don't know like whatever like you know big sort of city life touristy thing yeah it's just it, it i find it so um it would feel almost like you're you're a part of um like an americana story yeah exactly like there's something tom waitsy and nearly about it yeah like, you know what i mean like it shows America or the place, the destination, what it is like warts and all. And I think that's the warts and all that you kind of want to see and get to know. You kind yeah. of feel more connected to it when you see the the kind of bad sides and the good sides. You want to see it all. Yeah. I, do you know something? I think a lot of people ask me, um, like when I say I've been to Bali, people are always like, oh, I, was, I heard that. I bet you that was lovely. And I'm always kind of like, I didn't actually enjoy it because... Uh, first of all something is like permanently broken deep inside me but second of all um i just the um i found it really off-putting uh the way that the front facing image mm. of bali is like tropical paradise and you know there's all these like influencers there and you can mm. almost see the instagram filters in the air and it's just very like idyllic and stuff but then when you actually if you want to go and look at any of the temples or the uh like the volcano or i don't actually know if there's a volcano there no yeah there's a volcanic mountain anyway that i definitely went up mm -hmm. but yeah like you want to go and see any of these things you have to pass through like um unimaginable poverty and see mm -hmm. like horrible forms of human suffering mm -hmm. and um even just the amount of money that beggars will ask of you is so minuscule for for yeah. like us westerners and stuff yeah. and um so I, I i could never really reconcile that with my image of the the more like tropical uh paradise sort of version of bali 
and uh, yeah. it's, it's actually really weird like in my brain I, I can't even place the i stayed in two separate resorts in bali that were one of them was like sort of like medium end let's say um it, like we had our own pool and our own like one bedroom sort of place with a separate room for like uh, there was like a pool table and a fridge full mm. of beers and stuff like that um and it, that was really nice but then we also stayed at a this place like out in the middle of um like a tropical rainforest kind of mm-hmm. and uh, like our apartment like overlooked a huge just like endless like horizon of greenery and you know you could see like all these like monkeys and here like all like, mm-hmm. yeah all that it, it was super cool but i don't yeah. remember that well like anything about it really okay, um, okay. but i do remember the poverty and like the sick dogs and like the people offering mm-hmm. you lifts for like tiny amounts of money and stuff and um yeah so i just yeah. think that stuff like that has kind of put me off the i almost find it like exploitative almost or, or yeah, something like that yeah. like yeah it's weird um, yeah like I, i've heard that um from people who've been to bali and other places similar that yeah the, the poverty you see makes you uncomfortable yeah and like holidays like you don't go there to be uncomfortable but it's kind of like this uh constant kind of feeling you have walking around especially going from the opulence to the yeah yeah the, the, the kind of the dirty underbelly of it that they don't want you to see when they show you the touristic brochures and all that you don't have the privilege of out of sight out of mind you actually have yeah to yeah, face, yeah. So, you're yeah. confronted with it yeah, yeah. And, and, and like yeah the, the dis kind of cord between our money or our currency and theirs is just so vast and grand yeah it's like just unbelievable do you ever watch these uh you see you see these uh travel vloggers it's like a huge industry on youtube now. yeah um, yeah there's a few that I like, like the that bald and bankrupt guy. I spoke yeah, with him before. Yeah. I, I quite enjoy yeah. his videos and I, I find yeah, him to too. be, he's very sort of, when he talks to people, I never think like, I think sometimes he's a bit weird, but I never think like, wow, that guy's a fucking dick. You know that kind of way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's one guy in particular and I actually would name and shame him, but I straight up do not know his fucking name. Um, okay. But he's very popular. Uh, What's his nationality? scottish oh i know yeah what do you think of him um i think he's a bit odd yeah Um, but is yeah like i don't know Uh, to be honest the one question i had watching his videos was like how's he getting the money to just like travel all the time he is like some i think he was a he won a lot of money in poker i think and then Uh, combined I, i think he had one of those like um startup tech jobs or something like that okay yeah i got the vibe did you see him because he went to um I think Dubai. Did you see that video? Where he got attacked by uh, whatever that animal was. <laughs> yeah, like the gazelle or like whatever that what was. No, was no. it an onyx? It was Is an that... onyx, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it was onyx, <laughs> but like yeah. when he walks, so he gets attacked by an onyx, right, out in the middle of nowhere. Or sorry, outside of the hotel type thing. And then he goes into the hotel covered in dust and he's like, oh, sorry, I got attacked by an onyx. And you know that she's like from Dubai. English is her second or third language. She doesn't know what you just said, pal. Like, you're going to have to really like yeah, be a bit more clear yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I've watched him. I, I saw him, I think, in India. I've seen him in Dubai. I've seen him in different parts of Southeast Asia. I remember he went into a chemist one time. Yeah, I've seen that video. And he's like, oh, you're giving me the white man price. I feel like it's three pounds or something. It's not even that, right? It's probably like fucking 150. Just pay it, you fucking cunt. But not, not only that, but... Okay, so yeah, yeah I can tell you've got strong feelings. Do you remember that they took his tablets off? Because he gave them kind of example of tablets he was looking for. Mm. But he had like the Western version. So they took his tablets off him, went in the back and brought out like kind of placebo tablets 
tablets and we're like this is what you want and, and that was all they gave him and he was like where's the tablets that i gave you and they're like oh we don't have <laughs> <laughs> and he was going mad okay yeah fair enough he like he was right in that video i just think his attitude was just so annoying like you know he's he's one of those people that he's right but he's such a fucking dick that i don't even I know, want to i know like, and then like I know what you mean, yeah. he he tried to like there was like some rickshaw guy and he the rickshaw guy was oh, like yeah, oh I want yeah. and like I calculated this at the time I was watching it because I was so fucking annoyed I have money from Bali behind me <laughs> he was just like uh, oh yeah no like two hundred and the guy's like oh four hundred he's like no 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 just leave it then it's like dude it's the difference between paying twenty pence or fifty pence and yeah. you're being this fucking tight about it like yeah, in a foreign yeah. and you're also like you're videoing them and making so much money off of the whole yeah, like setting around. Just fucking give back. You I know. Fought. Just oh, I know what you mean, yeah. It's so funny we both know this guy but don't know his name. Yeah, <laughs> I think that says it all really, doesn't it? I just I can't help but click his videos because I see his face and I fucking hate his face. <laughs> he has one of those heads that I just would get fucking endless joy out of slapping know, around I the know. place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, God, that's so I, funny. I hope I'm no like, one watching this knows him because I don't want to start beef. I definitely don't want this guy to ever hear me say this. But but, but all the scenes that like kind of the, the the seminal scenes we both know from his like yeah I know yeah, yeah <laughs> we don't know his name yeah. Yeah. like I I enjoyed watching him and um, I don't think I feel as angry towards him as you. I get what you mean though. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think you feel like half as angry towards anything that I feel angry <laughs> towards. <laughs> I think yeah. It's passion. It's passion. It's passion. Yeah. I, I just there's uh, like I feel like you know all that mean things I just said about his head. I I wouldn't have said that <laughs> if he was a nice guy. Like you know, but it's just yeah, yeah. I, I just I have such like a hard time kind of uh, striking any chord of relatability with people who are so willing to exploit people in front of them on mm, camera mm, while you're getting like mm. you're getting like seven hundred thousand views on a thirty six mm. minute video. That's a lot of fucking money, dude. To be hacking yeah. over twenty cents to some someone to whom that would mean yeah. like a day's wages or whatever like that's such a dick way of behaving honestly yeah yeah speaking of which did you see that video I was doing the rounds there a few months ago i'm gonna get the place wrong it wasn't mongolia it was like these tourists were running away from this woman this native woman who was demanding more money like she'd been ripped off for like a coffee yes it was yeah. like it was like uh it was southeast asia i think it was like butane or butan or okay. however you know, somewhere like okay, that okay. yeah yeah that was mental though and like she had a stick and she was like trying to yeah, whack them yeah. and they were like freaking out yeah i i with videos like that i i never ever 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 make a judgment like because mm -hmm. you haven't yeah, seen yeah. the full story so you don't know for what sure, to for sure, like yeah. they could have been perfectly in the right or she could have like you know they might <clears throat> yeah. be an abusive like you do i don't mean like yeah, exactly. i just mean they might yeah, have been yeah. really you rude don't know or, exactly exactly yeah. Like the five minutes before that camera started probably exactly. would have said it all, you know. Yeah. yeah. If you think you can tell anything from thirty six seconds of footage or something. Exactly. Like, Which that's, is all it was. Yeah. That's yeah. why I feel so uh righteous in my hatred of that <laughs> Scottish guy, because you get a full fucking view of his entire day, yeah. Yeah, the onyx though, that's so funny. <laughs> no <laughs> I have to say, right. All, this, all the negative shit I just said about him, mad props to that guy for putting that in the fucking video. Because yeah, I would yeah, consider yeah. that the type of thing where I would never sleep again for the rest of my life without being like, <laughs> ah, nice and comfortable in my bed. Remember how much of a fucking cunt you are for getting hit by that fucking wild animal? Uh, yeah. And not to even yeah. know what it is and stuff. Like, you know, know. just that's great. Yeah. Well done. 
I think he tried to pet it or something. Didn't yeah, he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he went him. over and started talking to it. And, yeah. Oh God! Yeah, we, you're, you're gonna have to link this in your. I'm video not gonna. No, that's fucking figured out for yourselves, viewers. <laughs> I don't want to start something. I don't want like. Uh, even though my audience is very small, actually, dude, my audience is huge compared to what I thought. Interestingly yeah. enough, um, so in the year 2021, we uploaded yeah. one new episode of the podcast in the entire year. And yet on Spotify alone, which does not account for even, I don't think even the majority of my listeners, um, 16,000 uh, listens on Spotify no alone. Yeah, eight, I think it was eight and a half or 8,200 listeners so or something like that. Yeah. Congrats. So um, <laughs> it's fucking wild. That is but, wild. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, figure I don't, I just don't want like some 15 seconds yeah, of me of calling that guy a cunt. Uh, um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck me. Talk about ah, it wasn't off topic. It was all on topic. Yeah, exactly. Road um, trips. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the American road trip that is like feels inherently less exploitative to me because they're like the richest yeah. country and for like yeah. all that stuff and yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, so tell me about it. Uh, how yeah. long did you go for in total? It was like a month or. No, no, sadly, it was uh, two weeks. Oh, okay. And um, so we went from like, yeah, just to give it some uh, time context. It was January 14th, 28th. So a lot of kind of global affairs hadn't happened at that stage or whatever. It was fairly, mm. relatively safe time to go. So yeah, it was in January, January 14th. 28th. COVID hadn't even happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know why so, I yeah. said that. <laughs> just you trying yeah. to add that in. Like, imagine if that was still something that everyone was super skeptical about and you were like, oh no, yeah. it was before COVID. It was January. January, which year? Yeah, yeah, before COVID. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, we, we booked it, um, me and my girlfriend, before Biden opened up kind of US for tourism because we oh. kind of had a feeling. I think the news was saying he was going to and that sort of thing. So we're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, if we book it now, worst comes to worst, Virgin can give us vouchers to book in the future if the flight gets cancelled. And best case scenario, because we booked it early, we get an like a cheap flight or whatever so we kind of didn't see a downside to to that so we booked it anyway i think we booked it in something like october maybe so uh, and i think maybe it was like november when he opened up or something <clears throat> in any case yes yeah, so we flew a virgin um really nice airline yeah i like to get all the COVID stuff yeah me too the only kind of like headache was we were potentially not flying if either of us tested positive of course so and as well as that, the U.S. wants a negative result within 24 hours of flying. So if you are doing a PCR, you're not going to get your result in 24. It's usually like 36 to 48. So we went with the rapid antigen, which is basically kind of a lateral flow test. And I got it done the day before. And luckily, we we're both negative because even these sessions get false positive with or whatever. So it just adds like an extra layer of stress onto an already potentially stressful thing to do, which is fly to another continent. Can I just... Um, you're a medicine man, so I assume this will not be the case for you, but I can't be the only one in the world who, when I hear lateral flow that I don't immediately think of urine. Like, lateral flow? Yeah, why is it like, oh, it's a, it's a piss test, but you have to be standing up when you do it. Or <laughs> I just don't understand why it's called that. It's really weird. Like, yeah, lateral flow. Yeah. I'm not sure either. I think it's because, um, yeah, I don't know. Is, is it because you have to wait for the uh, liquid to run through the device? Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah maybe i don't know yeah i've actually never thought about it till you brought it up but my, yeah, my friend is a doctor so i'd say that's what it is yeah yeah yeah, exactly um so luckily we were both negative and the flight was at like half 10 so you have to get there like two or three hours early because you're checking in loads and everything and then getting the taxi so you're up from like what time do we get up maybe like five o'clock uh 
six o'clock, something around that. And so it's a long day and it's going to be like a 12 hour flight. The flight was like 33% capacity. Each of us had a row. It's like amazing. We booked like emergency exit seats because I'm quite tall. I don't like sitting behind just in the regular cabin. So we had like lots of space, lots of room, lovely flight, lovely airline. It went really, really well. Kind of drags a bit as they always do. 12 hours like on a plane is a long time. Why do they give you three blankets if they know they're not going to like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that? Just a waste of blankets. Like, So like, I think, I don't know. It seemed like they had all these extras there. I guess they're kind of, they're on every seat because I don't know, maybe they were hoping that people would like show up last minute or book last minute. They didn't want to be under supplied or something. Gotcha, like yeah. all of them didn't get used, but it, yeah, I, maybe there wasn't three for every person, but there was certainly more than every person needed. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of really nice, like extra pillows, extra blankets. So you could lie down and, and have a sleep, which I did at some, some parts of it. The, the movies on the flight weren't, weren't very good though. I've heard the Virgin have lost a lot of control over the movies they have. Like when they nearly went bust, they like sold a lot of their, I don't know. But apart mm-hmm. from that, it was fine. So we get into San Fran airport, which is where we were going. And uh, we'd been on a plane for like 11 hours. It'd been up like three or four hours before that. Like we're pretty tired. Get there and then like queuing up for customs. So like it's the usual thing. And then like we get to customs and I'm like kind of the walking dead. You know what I mean? Like it, it's been a long, long day so far. And the guy kind of has talked to me. I just want to show him my passport, show him my Esther and get through. And he's like, oh, chicken and vegetables. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, wait, what? And he's like, <laughs> and, and like, I'm so tired and days. I think he's like trying to recommend some place to, to go or, to, <laughs> or, or like we're known for our chicken. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like just trying to make small talk to get through. And he's like, what, chicken and chicken or, and vegetables? And then my girlfriend's like, no, 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 no chicken. No, but he was asking me if I got if my backpack had chicken and vegetables in. Because you're not going to bring any in. And I'm like nearly starting like a fucking problem before I've even entered the country. Yeah. Yeah, at the customs. So anyway, we get through there, get a taxi to San Francisco, staying in this really nice new hotel for like the five days or whatever opposite this steakhouse called John's Steakhouse. Like, oh my God, this is a sign. So we go there the first night, get like some really nice food, really nice steak, and that kind of starts our trip off nicely. Everything's going well so far. And then kind of the next day, so I'm kind of a big fan of, if I'm staying somewhere only for a few days, I'd like to kind of see roughly where the nicest places to eat and drink are kind of in the vicinity. I, I Like if you're only there for like five days, you don't want to waste one or two of those going to shitty places. And you're like, I'll never go there again. It's like, yeah, you'll never be back here again. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. What good is that? So we found this really nice breakfast place that had like amazing coffee, amazing like American breakfast, I think are the best breakfasts in the world. Do you think so? Really well. I really do. Oh, wow. I, I really do. I fundamentally disagree. Where's your favorite breakfast place? Like um, I... Uh, I like, I, I do like the Irish breakfast or, you know, the ones yeah, that you would yeah. get in Britain. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I take issue with almost the amount of sweetness that goes into the American breakfasts. Like, mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. like, if you're over there, if you're in a diner and you get like a typical breakfast, it's like, oh, it's bacon, sausage. I like those things. But it's also like French fries and pancakes and waffles and shit. And, and it's syrup. Like, yeah, yeah, and syrup. It, this is like fucking 6,000 calories, my guy. Like, yeah, Jesus exactly, Christ. Yeah. And it's yeah. too, like, you can eat like, five sausages and be uh that will probably sustain you for the whole day you can eat one waffle which is like six times the amount of calories and you're hungry yeah. again like an hour later or something yeah, yeah, or like yeah. you can eat the entire american breakfast and it, like it is that many calories and still have room for some breakfast yeah. dessert or some shit yeah, yeah, yeah. i just think that it's so like 
I, I don't know. I, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, the Americans are obese because they eat so much fucking food. But like, honestly, the portions that they have in their places and the, crazy. the types of things that they think are like customary to put together is just so yeah. like, just like it's every, it's fucking potatoes and eggs and syrup and like sugar and all these things in the one meal. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I'm yeah. only one guy here. It's <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I definitely succumbed to that. I remember I got this like kind of Mexican breakfast burrito, which was like a burrito filled with everything you want in it, like from treats. So to potato to all these sauces to like hash browns to like all the, yeah, there was egg in there as well. It was like, it was literally incredible though, but because the place I think was kind of relatively high end, medium to high end, like the quality was really good. Like you didn't feel like you were just eating crap. Mm. And then alongside that, I got like these pancakes that were like an inch thick, loads of like blueberries, loads of fruit, loads of syrup. It was just like amazing. So I have to eat like a breakfast like that. I found I wasn't like hungry till like the afternoon and maybe yeah. then I don't have like a light snack before dinner. But anyway, yeah. So just kind of, yeah, I I I love American breakfast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think they they do it right. But um, yeah, San Francisco was was really really cool. I'd never been to the west coast of America, so it was a really nice place to see. Um, and San Francisco is a, a really really cool city. Um, like we did a lot of cool things, like open kind of top bus around it, which was amazing. You kind of go past like the Mrs. Doubtfire kind of house oh, where they do yeah, it there yeah. as well on the hill where. Yeah, exactly. Houses, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like, yeah, everything's on the bloody hill there. It's like the, it's so hilly. It's unbelievable. Like sometimes you're walking up and you have to actually like nearly climb up. Like it's so steep. Mm. Um, and then like they have the trams and everything. Yeah, it was just amazing. And my friend was coming over as well. My friend's a doctor in LA and we went to medical school together. So he came over and uh, it was nice for a few days to see him. Um, but yeah, like they have like a really nice wharf area. Obviously, like it's by the sea. And you yeah. can go there and, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful views, lovely breeze. You can see the Golden Gate Bridge from probably nearly every part of San Francisco. Ah, well, nice. if, you're, if you're up high enough, yeah. <laughs> if you're at and, the bottom uh, of a hill, probably not. <laughs> on the other side, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was brilliant. And actually, we were down there. And I, I know it seems like the wharf in San Francisco is known for the amount of, of sea lions they have. So they actually have created these, like, kind of, floating docks for them all to like jump up on and like lounge or whatever so um yeah like apparently like some summer they had like 250 sea lions like like that was the record what does what does a sea lion look like because in my head i'm something between a seal and a walrus like yeah yeah basically yeah 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 yeah. gotcha so so not the massive tusks but yeah but and the whiskers right yeah has the whiskers yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like you might know is there the is there the tiger one, the tiger seal, or the one that's striped? I don't know. You, 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 yeah. It's I think that's a tiger. Yeah. That's the queen of the jungle. It's a separate animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you like, yeah, described it perfectly between a seal and a walrus, okay, basically. Yeah. I, no, that's, I'm just glad that I wasn't thinking of the complete wrong fucking thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it was really funny, though, because we were standing there, me and my girlfriend, and I was like looking over, trying to like count them or whatever, just seeing what they were doing. And then like my girlfriend's reading this poster that's there, and she's like, Oh, the celebrites. And I'm like, celebrites? Is that some like zoological term for, for sea lions? Like, oh, interesting. I look over. It was sea celebrities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was so funny. So like, <laughs> it's a recurring joke now. The celebrites, yeah. yeah. If, if there's anything I don't understand, oh, it's probably a celebrite. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was very fun. And then you can actually see Alcatraz from kind of the wharf area. The wharf kind of like loops around. Obviously, it's, it's very long, but... Alcatraz we went to as well which is really flipping cool 
Um, Please don't swear think, on the podcast. <laughs> it's um, I think it, so. Yeah, it's, it's interesting though because before you get there, it actually feels very Shutter Islandy. I'm not going to lie. Mm. So like you leave on this big boat and then you're just going, and it just you, you have that same feel. Like remember when the you have a mental breakdown? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> full yeah. psychosis on the yeah, exactly. And you miss your your dead wife, yeah. but um. Uh, so yeah, before we even landed there, you can see all this Native American graffiti, oh, because really? apparently, um, I'm not sure how, so it's federally owned, but there was some law put in place that if anything was federally owned was unused, Native Americans had a right to it. So uh -huh. if it was unused for a sufficient amount of time, Native Americans could lay claim to it, which is really cool. And I only found out when I went there. Yeah, that so is a really good, uh, I really like that law like yeah whatever. yeah exactly yeah exactly because like federal parks and all these stuff it's like well if it's whatever maybe it wouldn't work for a park but alcatraz anyway mm. they went over in protests and they occupied it and they wouldn't let any people come over until they got it and all this stuff and That's they crazy. wanted to like lay claim to it yeah so this happened i think for maybe a year or two and they'd like send people with food over and stuff like a few times a week and um, so we heard about the history of that and then when we went over, it was really, really cool. Um, just going through the, the jail cells, seeing everything. So it's like an audio tour. I don't know what your opinion is of those. I really like them because it's kind of done at a nice pace and it kind of directs you where to go. And then it kind of explains stuff as you're seeing it in real life. So it kind of feels like it's very personalized because it's like... Do you... Is it like earphones? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love that, to be honest, because I yeah. think the whole tour thing is sort of really weird yeah. as a like yeah, yeah, very yeah. introverted person. I just don't... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So th this is really cool. And you could pause it. If you wanted to stop, say, you were somewhere and you wanted to like, spend a bit more time there, you could pause it and then continue. Nice. Or you could even go off-piste, just pause it and go. And Because I think we went outside to like the courtyard, which where they would have been allowed, I think it was like one hour every few days they could go outside and uh you could walk around and like it was just so cool like because listening to it and you can hear the actual inmates talking like giving like interviews and all these things and oh, just describing wow. it and yeah it just like you really felt and then you, in the background they'd have like the hustle and bustle of the prison kind of in the like the mess area you could hear like the knives clinking or whatever or the nice. cutlery and yeah it was just really really the cool. inmates and, being stabbed and <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the screams do you yeah, I, have, no, I have to ask you a frankly mm. like ridiculous question um in your opinion from where i i don't care about like the probability and statistics do you think you'd make it off the island if you um probably not uh i think you'd like to think you you could i think there's actually sharks in san francisco bay wow and um, I, I don't know how much of a threat that would be it would probably be tiredness and uh yeah like choppy weather mm. um because i i think there was like maybe two escapes yeah, uh, the, the most famous one is the tree guys who uh they like fashioned apparently they fashioned like dinghies out of um yeah fucking, yeah yeah what was it like they had so it was first of all cloth it was like part of the uniform yeah the cloth yeah yeah, um, yeah. that's but it was the really most interesting and um, one of the stories of an attempted escape and it was really interesting design feature they had an alcatraz these guys got hold of the keys and I think they'd locked them, locked everyone in a, or the people on duty in this part of the prison. And they were like trying to use the keys to open, but they didn't know which key it was to open the main gate. But oh. the gate itself, if you use the wrong key a sufficient number of times, it would lock it. So, you know, the way like key mechanism works is the kind of 
it flicks up all the different individual locks and then it opens. Yeah. But if you put the wrong one in, it causes other ones to close. So eventually then like they were essentially trapped. It wouldn't matter even if they found the right one. So it was really shitty. But had they found the right key at the right time, they would have actually escaped. Um, yeah. And there was just like when you saw the solitary confinement sector, that was really cool. And one of the guys then came talking into it. And he was like, yeah, when you were in here, like what you do is you'd pick a button off your shirt. You'd th- like toss it up, like flick a coin, toss up your button. Then you'd spend however long it took looking for your button. He's like, that was the game you had to play to keep your sanity. Wow. I thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? Like you had to give yourself something to do. So he'd like just toss his button up in the air, then find the button. When you find the button, toss it up, yeah. find the button. It's like, I thought that was brilliant. Like, like nearly genius. Because like, what can you do there? It's pitch black. You're by yourself. Do you think it would uh, play into your mind psychologically, the fact that you're on an island as well? Like, surely that's sure. kind of, yeah. Like isolation and, like, even thinking that, oh, my God, even if I do get out of here, what the hell do I do then? Yeah. And because it's so close to the San Francisco Bay, they were saying not only could they hear, like, so say, like, the big bands playing on, like, the, the wharf area or whatever back in the days, but, like, even the perfume and the food they could smell traveling through the breeze... Oh, coming man. over there like it was just like crazy like if the window was open and the, the breeze was the right direction you could like hear smell all these different things they said it oh. was like yeah but um yeah no alcatraz is brilliant i definitely would would recommend it and yeah it's uh it's a really cool experience how long of a sentence would you recommend like should i kill a guy or <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah whatever you want yeah i think you'd enjoy it you're isolated from people yeah that's yeah that's my favorite <laughs> place to be yeah exactly exactly mm. but yeah and it was brilliant and i didn't get sick seasick on the way over way back so i can't that as a, counted that as a win oh are you a seasick getter i get terribly seasick one time i went uh, fishing with a friend off the coast of hoth i think it was mm. and for the entire duration I, I actually wanted to die i was that violently sick Jeez. um i couldn't do anything and then actually this is how bad it was when we got the boat back to hoth was it Hothor? I think it was. I, I, I got a lift into town and then I walked from town to Dunleary because I, I, the thought of getting on a bus made me want to keep getting sick. So I walked from city centre to Dunleary. Jesus. Yeah. That's and and, and I, I was so happy walking. I was like, oh my God, I don't feel motion sick. I don't feel, so it actually was just like spurring me on. But yeah, motion sickness is, um, yeah, I think it's something that runs in my family. Have you used uh, any of the VR headsets at all? Mm, no. Okay, I think you will struggle <laughs> big. Time. Yeah, yeah. The metaverse, the metaverse not built not for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So um, although I did take an antihistamine, so my girlfriend gets uh, seasick too, and that could have been the reason, or maybe it just was that the trip wasn't long enough, the boat trip. But I didn't get seasick with this uh, antihistamine. But I don't know which it was, if that actually helped or not. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so um, that was really cool. Then I went to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which I was not expecting to be as good as it was. It is incredibly good. Uh, my fir- the first thing that came into my head there was, wow, I didn't know there was a new Harry Potter movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what is this, some kind of yeah, theme it's like a, park? Like it's a, it's a, no, no, it's like a theatrical production. It's like in a... Ah. It's like a play kind of thing, yeah. Okay, okay. But it's really, really good. And like they, they actually have special effects that are so good and, and done in real time to like obviously make it magical i guess or whatever but they're just done with such deftness and precision and Im- imagination it's, it's fantastic like I, i'd watch it again in a heartbeat so that was really really enjoyable to do something like that because i think in london like it goes out of sale like it, it, like the tickets in like minutes you know what i mean everyone wants to watch a harry potter thing in london and all the tourists and all this so yeah yeah it was brilliant brilliant 
And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, yeah, like the Golden Gate Bridge is, is fantastic. Love that. But um, I think that's most of the stuff I did there. So then we went back to the airport to rent a car and we rented this really nice four by four because it was going to be a lot of driving mm. and uh, kind of drove from San Fran airport. And then the destination was Yosemite or Yosemite, as the uh, aerostess on Virgin was describing it. And it was only like after a few sentences, you're like, oh, she means Yosemite. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, wow. or she was saying that that's what she used to call it until someone corrected her. But yeah, Yosemite came up. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's funny. But um, so yeah, Yosemite was the next destination, which was a super long trip. And it required a, a very abrupt getting used to driving on the right side of the road. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a steep learning curve. Luckily, there was no accidents or like near misses, which was great. What, what uh, is the um, <clears throat> what is the I don't know if I actually even know how to ask this question when you're driving on the other side of the road. What's the part that makes it so difficult, if you know what I mean? Like not hmm. I just I've never driven and. Well, that's a lie. I drive my truck in American Truck Simulator uh, on the American side of the road, and I have no difficulty with it. So I just yeah, don't yeah. Um, So I think the main difficulty is is that every, it, it's like, like mirror image, basically. Mm-hmm. You're, you're dry, yeah. So, like, imagine looking in the mirror and trying to know. Is is it like that you have to use a different hand for the gear or well, the, like the handbrake, the gear stick, yeah, like your mirror, like thing is different. Your, is it like your orientation is just completely off? Well, kind of. Um, so luckily it was an automatic as most of the cars are there. So you don't have to worry about the gear stick because that would be in the wrong hand. That would be tricky. But I think it's more about that. Like when you're turning onto a road, you have to be, you're not going, you know what I mean? Like you have to make sure you're going to the right side. And I think it's just, like yeah just constantly reminding yourself because like every driving every bit of driving you've done up to that has been on one side in particular mm-hmm. and now you're just basically switching that completely in a, in, in a mirror image sort of way and i should say actually that my girlfriend liked the driving so much that she did it all she didn't let me drive once so wow for better or worse i didn't get to experience it yeah you didn't drive any unfortunately not wow. although she says that she didn't think i want so it, she enjoyed it and i kind of didn't mind but um, yeah, it would have been nice to try it out. But next time we go, we're, we're already planning another road trip through the US. So I'll drive next time. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was really cool. And then Yosemite. So we, we made sure we got a GPS, like a sat-nav when we rented the car, because you can't always be guaranteed, especially when you're going through public parks, like massive national parks that haven't signal. Mm-hmm. So we got a GPS, which was a brilliant idea. And then it was like nighttime by the time we arrived up in Yosemite. And it's a huge incline. Like you're literally up, 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 up in the mountains. Um, so it was like pitch dark, isolated roads. Yikes. Like it was super, super scary. Like, um, yeah, just like those slasher movie sort of vibe. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, basically. And then eventually we got there and we got to see it kind of at night, which was lovely. Obviously knackered from the long day we had. Um, and kind of looked around and then went to bed relatively early, but got up early then to kind of enjoy essentially like the most beautiful scenic sights I've ever seen in my life. Um, from like evergreen trees, like to snow, to like bowl shaped valleys, to just like beautiful skies. Like the sky color is just so different. There's so many colors to the sky mm-hmm. in certain places in America that you just don't really see. Like uh, usually it's blue or it's gray here or kind of something in between. Um, there though, like there's pinks, purples, reds, oranges, you know what I mean? Blues, greens, it just looks magical. Um, so yeah, we, we woke up and just like beholding these amazing sights and then drove down into Yosemite Valley, which is like this kind of bowl shaped dip. And yeah. it has this really cool 
road it's kind of like a, a circuit around it so you can just kind of drive stop where you like the road's kind of big enough that you can pull in walk around take photos and uh it was really snowy like i would say it was maybe like a foot deep of snow and Shit. yeah yeah and you could see waterfalls you could see cliffs and the one thing that struck me that i'll never forget is the scale of nature in america is something that you just can't ex or i've just never experienced before where like you're in the middle of a national park that no matter which direction you look, you, you don't see any civilization, you don't see anything. And it was just breathtaking. Like everywhere you go, you're just sort of surrounded by this uh, immeasurable amount of, of, of nature. And you, you feel isolated in a way that's almost comforting. You feel safe in a way. Um, I am just, just lovely. Just to go back to <clears throat> when you said, um, that you arrived in the in the dead of night and sort of felt like the vibe of a slasher movie. Um, mm. I've there's so many um, threads on Reddit that are stuff like um, rational people of Reddit uh, or like skeptical people. What was the thing that made you think you were in a like not not necessarily a horror like slasher movie, but like a yeah. supernatural experience or you know like yeah. like non-believers? What was the time you thought ghosts like that kind of thing? And yeah. um, I really like those treads because I, I, there are so many places on the internet where you'll see people who are like, oh yeah, a bunch of ghosts visited me. What does this mean? And you know, and everyone is chiming in with all their, and it's just like, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But these treads yeah. are more like <laughs> normal people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but exactly, uh, yeah. just people, I, I've read so many of these posts that are like, if like three paragraphs and it'll be some mm. guy who'll be like, oh, I was a forest ranger for nine years and um, like never, you know, never believed in ghosts or any of that. But one night, th there's this one story that kind of stuck with me of some guy who had to stay in a tent in the, I guess he was a ranger and they do that sometimes or whatever. Um, but he was saying like he could hear all life around him, you know, from things oh, like wow. crickets or yeah. like owls or like uh, coyotes or something. Yeah, yeah, or even like fauna or walking. Like yeah, he would hear yeah. things and that would be really normal. But then at some stage, they all went silent, like almost simultaneously. And then oh, for wow. this period of like two minutes or something, there was no sound whatsoever. And then the only thing he heard was footsteps and then no. uh yeah and then the sounds picked up again and he just wrote like his uh he described his feelings of terror and dread during that time Class, and yeah. all, all the replies were like oh that's probably because a predator like a wolf probably walked through yeah, the woods or something yeah. like that and yeah. it, it makes so much sense but like if you imagine what it would be like to be him in a tent hearing life just stop like yeah my god that would fuck you up in in the yeah, exactly. like, yeah there's this um sort of type of youtube video now where people take these really creepy things from reddit or other youtube videos and they put them into this format where it's you can tell they have so much inspiration from the narrative structure of unexplained mysteries and like that kind of yeah. thing and it's always like it's other people's content like shamelessly stolen and repurposed yeah. and it's some fucking guy who's always like this forest is usually full of life but on this <laughs> night this forest was full of something else <laughs> you know and it's they never get to the <laughs> yeah, fucking point yeah. and it's so annoying but yeah, um yeah. i I've, I've seen a few of those videos where the the scary thing is something that happened in a national park or like someone is staying on a motel off of a national park and they come out at like 3 a.m to hear mm -hmm. like violent screaming that sounds yeah, like it's a woman yeah, yeah. 
and it's like a mountain lion or something and that's just yeah. what they fucking sound like and yeah just yeah. stuff like that is so like yeah. unnerving yeah and i guess like we don't really know what it's like like especially first of all in ireland but second of all in like our kind of urban or for sure yeah yeah. Of, yeah yeah speaking so, of actually the the only thing like that you'd, you'd hear in london is like do you have foxes around your way mm, i don't think I, i'd say they probably are you know down the valley you'd probably see yeah them. okay because um, like there's so many in london like urban foxes like they are like they local. moved into dublin uh during the pandemic like they were around the okay, city okay. like in the city center there's foxes going around like you know uh, okay. Sim- bins yeah. And, yeah yeah but like y- if you hear them like apparently it's like them having sex but it's like the weirdest craziest noises like and they just wow. like in the middle of the night you'll just hear this screeching screaming like that's the closest i get to hearing like uh, a mountain lion or a coyote or whatever yeah yeah yeah. from the fox but um yeah we 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 just have no idea um what it's like yeah to to live in a country where you actually have to like lock the doors not because of people because of animals yeah yeah that's the thing like whenever i see it's those posts on reddit that are from like park rangers or just people who like there are people who just fucking go to the park to camp for a few days you know, bringing yeah. like knives and compasses and stuff. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. like, fair enough. When civilization collapses, I'm not going to fucking know how to use a compass. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll know where north is, but I won't know what it will bring me to know that information. Like, what yeah, is that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever listened to a survivalist called Ray Mears? Oh, Ray Mears. Yeah, he's really famous, right? He's really famous. Yeah, he's really good as well. He's almost like kind of a more wise, sagely Bear Grylls. Like Bear Grylls is the sort of guy who's like, there's a dead cow. I'm going to sleep in it tonight. He's, Whereas Ray Mears is like... Bear Grylls is the dog, the bounty hunter of uh, survival. Yeah, yeah. Ray Mears used to have a TV show, didn't he? On like, he did. It was on it RTE was, and stuff. And, it, and yeah, and he's almost Rousseauian in the way he romanticizes survival. So like, I've always thought about it like, Bear Grylls sh- shows you how to survive somewhere, but Ray Mears teaches you how to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like he shows you how, the, how, how this can become kind of uh, like, I don't know, self-sustaining in a way. But yeah, uh, Ray Mears is amazing. I kind of got back into him there a while ago. I was watching loads of his videos and something real calming about it as well, just the way he talks and describes. And yeah, for anyone who hasn't checked out Ray Mears, check him out. Yeah, I always heard good things about him, but that's never been my, I've never, I don't know. I just can't imagine myself ever having to use any of that stuff. Like, I don't know, do you yeah, remember, yeah, like, exactly. remember we all had the Nokia 3210 and then the 3310? Then yeah. they released another one that had like a compass on it. And okay. I, I remember just being like, come on now, this is ridiculous. Like, what? Are, and uh, people yeah, were like, yeah. yeah, what are you going to do if you get lost in the forest? It's like, well, I have a fucking phone. So the first thing I'll do is call someone, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, this yeah, was exactly. back when phones had batteries that lasted for like eight days in a row, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not going to follow a compass home. You're going to go home because you know the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, yeah, weird. But, uh, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, uh, I, I think I would like to do some camping trip. I don't, so um, I've actually got a, a trip to Devon already planned, but it's like glamping. It's like that horrible food. Oh, I've done that. Thing. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did it in, uh, in Indonesia. Lovely, uh, lovely. An island called uh, Bintan, I think it's called. Uh, it's like, in, Indonesia is a collection of islands. This is one of them anyways. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, stayed at... Um, stayed at this like resort with a in a big tent a lot of lizards in there um mm. the bathroom was for all intents and purposes outside but still like very nice it was all like 
fine wood finish you know all that stuff like it was super cool um mm. and there was a the largest outdoor pool in the world i believe was uh oh. was the pool yeah and uh, somewhere on my instagram is a photo of me pretending to drown in it so <laughs> nice i'm um, speaking of it i think it's indonesia but it's like a cool fact that i think you might appreciate you know orangutans yes do i did you know, <laughs> did you know the orange of orangutan actually has nothing to do with orange the color of them uh i didn't know that but i'm not too surprised either Okay, yeah, apparently it's like, it might be Malaysia though, but apparently it's the native language for man of the jungle. That's what orangutan literally means. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's either Indonesia or Malaysia. I'm sorry if I fudged them, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would be so scared using an outdoor bathroom in the likes of Indonesia, especially at night. I There's a, somewhere on my YouTube channel, there is a video of it and you can, like, it's, it's got a roof. It's just like, okay. it, but it's got like a, see through part no there's a part of it that is outside but like okay. it's it's a separate building sort of that and it's okay, it's just yeah, a little yeah. wood like i don't know yeah, okay. it's, i think i don't know if i made that video private or not but if not it's called like i think it i don't know just type in el denero el, uh, el denero indonesia you'll obviously find it there cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah it's it's uh like you know those videos where like someone flushes the toilet and then just a ginormous spider just crawls out and just like, like yeah or flushing it's like yeah, that thing would have would have made an appearance there were a lot of lizards i, I don't remember seeing any spiders at all when i was in asia cool, actually cool. to be honest but oh, that's um, good yeah many a lizard though yeah yeah what are you gonna do like they're fine yeah they are fine they're kind of cool as well i've just seen them pottering around what is the uh what is the lizard brain is that the, the side that's system. So the limbic system, yeah, is the, the what in today's kind of cult, uh, pop culture we call the, the lizard brain. It's the limbic system. It's like the fear drive, the sex drive, the hunger drive. Um, so it's called, the in terms of the actual brain anatomy, it's the limbic system. So it has like the amygdala, the hypothalamus. It has the thalamus, the things that drive um, kind of parts of our behavior that aren't always amenable to rationality. Okay, gotcha. That's that's yeah, what I wanted yeah. to know. I always would have thought that the lizard brain would be the more rational one because they're kind of cold creatures, right? Like you can, like snakes can have relationships with humans in the sense that they'll recognize them and understand, but they won't care sure. about them. Um, I, yeah. So I always thought like your lizard brain is your cold calculating part of your brain, but I guess okay, not. yeah, yeah. yeah fair. So so I think it's um, if you go up, the, I think it's called the phylogenetic tree which is a, a visual representation of where we've all split off on our evolutionary path. But um, so, yeah, if you go back far enough, kind of we are more similar to like our, or not us, what we've evolved from are on a similar level to lizards. And we obviously broke away at some point and became like primates and you know what I mean? That, that sort of thing. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then the kind of cortex is like that layer of brain over the lizard brain. And that's kind of where our, purportedly our consciousness comes from our rationality our frontal lobes that enable us to leave a packet of sweets there that we don't keep eating from and save them for later or get mm -hmm. up for work even though we don't want to we want to stay in bed but to actually you know what i mean do things that kind of yeah the more human side of things envelop so to speak the limbic system and tries to override at a time sometimes fails is that the part of the brain that gets affected primarily during depression the part that goes over that you were talking about um it's a good question. Um, 
I'm not sure how specific you can, so I have an interest need to add on to this, but I'm not sure how specific you can locate the part of the brain that's affected by depression, like the mood center. I'm not sure if there's a mood center been found. Oh, Obviously, yeah. serotonin is the main neurotransmitter playing into mood. Yeah. And the effects of serotonin on behavior are very interesting. But if you, so if you make a mouse depressed, and you can take this for what it's worth, and you give it an SSRI, an antidepressant, antidepressant then, one of the main places you'll see change is in the hypothalamus. Sorry, sorry, scratch that, hippocampus, the memory center. So in the memory center of the brain, you'll see increased dendrite outgrowth after being treated with SSRIs. But it takes kind of a long bit of time hmm. uh, for that to happen. And obviously then like how uh, kind of useful or uh, valid is inducing depression in a rodent and then testing drugs that work on humans and all that sort of thing. But yeah, they think it's the hippocampus or the brain's memory center that you can see ostensibly a physical change in after being treated with wow. antidepressants. And they think that people who are very depressed, the reason they might have foggy thinking and that could be because there's parts of the brain that are almost atrophying. Um, and then by reintroducing serotonin, you can actually cause kind of uh, growth spurts in different parts of the brain, the hippocampus being one of them. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Sorry yeah, to uh, drag you back into the medical. Yeah, I was yeah. just really curious because the lizard brain thing has always confused me. And then when you mm. said uh, you were just talking about how that that one part of for all intents and purposes, the hippocampus would be part of the the lizard brain, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So wow, lizards are probably like badass in some way. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It kind of goes like, do you, do you ever see Jeff Goldblum's The Fly? No, but I understand really it's a good. class. Is it that's yeah. a Cronenberg directed that, right? I'm not they, sure. You'd be better at that than me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it was one of his. It's from 1992 or something, right? Yeah, exactly. It's really, really good though, because it's a, a a revival of a previous to fly, like in black and white. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. I've yeah. seen that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's fun, like not funny, but like because you you're looking at it through the the lens of someone who's seen very modern movies. But, yeah, yeah, uh, the concept of it's brilliant. But anyway, there's a scene in it where Jeff Goldblum says there's no politics, like in in Fly World, basically insects don't do politics. There's no diplomacy. Maybe was the way he did it, yeah. and kind of that just kind of is kind of what lizards have as well. Like there's no diplomacy, oh, there's no politics. Like, kind of it's dog eat dog. It's very kind of survival of the fittest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But that's the, that's the limbic or lizard system, yeah. So that's Yosemite. <laughs> that's Yosemite, yeah. So from Yosemite, we went to Death Valley, which was definitely as cool as it sounded. How um, do you fucking go? Like, whoever, like, you know, obviously when they named everywhere in America, that's the place they named first because that's the coolest yeah, name. Exactly. That's the way yeah, that it works. I know, yeah, Death Valley. And, like, yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was as cool as it was made out to be. Um, it's, it's a national park, so we kind of don't have that experience in Ireland anyway, national parks kind of thing. It's like, oh, if it's a big green area that no one owns, it's a park. It's a park, yeah. Yeah. Like but Bushy like Park in uh, Terenure. It's just a collection of grass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think yeah, there's a yeah. pond in there somewhere. <laughs> but, like, these places are federally owned, um, and, like, it's private property for all intents and purposes. You know what I mean? Like, mm. they'll tell you, you know, you can't enter here and blah, blah, blah. Like, even in Yosemite, there's a there's a road that's like shut down from like October to like April or something when it's like winter because it's too dangerous to drive on. And it's like, mm. yeah, they get to say. So Death Valley anyway was really cool. You drive up to it and you see the sign and it's all very American. You know what I mean? You are entering Death Valley. And you just get the like buzz of excitement. And then 
you get in yes, there you have to buy death. It. yes yeah exactly yeah, yeah here i come and then you have to buy your ticket which is kind of like a fun novelty like oh to enter this park with no one around make sure you buy your ticket like they'll never know if you don't but obviously you want to do it because that helps like with the upkeep and you want to be doing your part as well do you like, get something very... that says death valley on it um we might have got a ticket that said it you uh, might so... you don't even fucking have it i think we do i think we do i have the photo of, of this sign Oh, well, that's the same thing, John, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this Jesus. is like basically a meter made ticket. It, was, it wasn't it was very... Uh, it would look great on a like a collage thing. You put a little thumbtack on like, it. Like, like yeah, that's size. a really good size. For those of you not watching, <laughs> there is no video. So if any of you are watching, I would really love to know how that's happening. Uh, John um, just made the size of maybe a two postage, postage stamps stamp on top of ever. each other. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... Yeah, it just, was. Uh, I still have my fucking plane ticket from Iceland because you know. Just... I, I I kept lots of things. I don't think that was actually was that there. A really interesting story about that. When we drove, so the way they do this in America is really cool. They find out where in kind of the geography of this area would be the best place to build a mound and let people look over. So. They'll be like, oh, turn right for the scenic view. And you turn right, and there's this windy road that travels up to this like hill for all intents and purposes. And from there, you can just see like these amazing sights. Um, but when I got out, the ticket actually flew out off the dashboard. Oh, and I was like, this wow. is ridiculous. Yeah, so ridiculous. But I was chasing it. Obviously, like you're up on a hill in Death Valley. There's nothing around to stop the wind. It's so windy. And then just before it blew off the hill, the wind just stopped and it just stuck. No way. I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I was walking up to it. I was like, it's going to just fly away any second. And it stayed. And I walked up and I was just able to pick it up, went back to the car and like slotted it in. It was so surreal. Wow. And you still didn't think to keep it after that? (laughs) I'm sorry, John. This is really fucking annoying me. (laughs) Maybe maybe Hannah has it. I'm not sure. I'll double check. How can you have such an experience with a tiny piece of paper that says Death Valley on it? And you still don't. Oh, man, I tell you. Yeah, it was just lost to me at the time, I guess. Mm. But um, driving throughs, though, the scale of it's massive. You're driving for like half an hour to get to like the visitor center. Like, you know what I mean? It's like in, in any other country in the world, the visitor center, you'd get through in order to even enter it in the yeah, first place. Yeah. In any other so, country in the world, you drive for half an hour and you're finished with the thing. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. yeah, you're back in the hotel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so here, the one thing that struck me, um, and I don't know if you'd relate to this, was like, as we were driving through, there was no one else around, like literally nobody. It was empty apart from our car and apart from us and everywhere you look. So there's a one there's one road that goes through it and it might twist and turn at certain parts to direct you in certain places. But like to the left and to the right, there's just like desert and mountains and desert and mountains. And you're looking around and I was just struck by the idea that like 65 million years ago or whatever, like there would have been dinosaurs just walking around here. And yeah. it was just such a cool thought. And it's like, because the landscape is the way it is, it doesn't change much. Fair enough. I'm not sure what it would have been like back then, but like you're literally looking at the same scenery that a dinosaur could have potentially been. I don't know. That just like really stuck with me. And I just kept looking out, imagining seeing it from a dinosaur's point of view, which is I, ridiculous, but that's the way I work. No, I totally get that feeling. Um, I have it yeah. a lot too. For me, um, I think what started that kind of uh, like train of thought, I suppose, was I would love to be able to look at, like I, I could, you know, time travel, awesome concept, like love thinking about it and stuff like that. Um, but it would be super cool if, 
you could look at how the world was like 230 million years mm. ago and like not have any other like literally just look at how it was objectively yeah like a crystal ball nearly yeah exactly that kind of thing yeah because like i've read mm. that apparently our oceans might have been a slightly different color like some mm -hmm. 600 million years ago or yeah, maybe even more than that. Yeah, yeah. um yeah because of the life that was in it and the other thing yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. else that goes into um and i've also heard stuff that like apparently humans would not actually be able to properly breathe the same air that that the dinosaurs okay. did because uh, but that doesn't make sense because there would have been more trees back then so i don't know why but there was some fucking reason or other for maybe that. the makeup of the uh yeah the atmosphere was just different like was yeah. it like 21 production 78 percent nitrogen and then lots of others yeah so maybe it was yeah. just really different and our lungs wouldn't have been suited yeah. but speaking about sea actually it's really interesting so the leading theory obviously for dinosaur extin extinction was like maybe a meteor hit or something like that and the, the leading theory for why the sky is blue is that it's particles in the air and the reason the sea is blue is because the sky is blue. Mm. So if pre all these meteors hitting or whatever, the sky actually could have been a slightly different color, in which case the sea would have been a slightly, because maybe it was those meteorites that it kind of gave extra different dust to the sky mm -hmm. and caused it to change color. Like it, I think that's very conceivable. But yeah, also yeah. in the sea itself, it could be changed the color too. Yeah, I think that that was an argument. It was that the water would have actually been more green which mm -hmm. um, I suppose if you consider just in general the amount of... Like, apparently Ireland was, like, 97% trees. Did you ever hear that that statistic? It's something... Okay, yeah, 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 I believe it. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, the first thing I learned. Fucking, it was the only thing I learned in woodwork class uh, when we were talking about trees. Like, <laughs> Those are the days, he says, looking wistfully out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking about how, like, that that's real, like, fucked up that, like... You know, when the dinosaurs were like plotting around the earth or whatever, like Ireland was basically a, 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 like a fucking an annex to Pangaea that just contained all the trees or some shit like that. <laughs> and it, like, that's wild to think about for me. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it, like if, if there was more greenery, subsequently there would, you know, presumably be more things like moss and seaweed and like various other sort of... But lack of human pollution could have increased, like maybe there's been less uh, green in the sea after human pollution and waste yeah. and stuff like that. So you know, yeah, that could happen. The Cure have a song called "From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea," and I think that was on Wish from 1992. So oh, nice. that's probably that was probably green when they wrote that song. But all the pollution in the last like <laughs> 29 years has led to, or 30 years has led to, uh, crazy to think about. We'd have to ask Robert yeah, Smith yeah. to know the truth. I suppose there's no other yeah, way of knowing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of um, interestingly uh, colored water, when I was in Canada, I drove through so British Columbia. I went by this place called Lake Louise. Have you ever seen any photos of it? No. It's literally the greenest water you'd ever seen. Like, and it's uh, all because of the minerals and stuff in the water. But it, like, it just looks incredible. For anyone uh, listening, if you want to check out a place called Lake Louise, and there's like a castle and a cliff above it, it's like the coolest looking place ever. But yeah, Lake Louise has like the most. And it's something about the either the minerals or the plant life or both that occupy it that gives it its color. Yeah, it's really cool. I have seen, um, I actually once, I think the biggest road trip I ever uh, went on was not really so much a road trip as it was a driving from A to a B. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, we, we uh, drove from Slovenia to Croatia. Oh, nice. Which Now, I did this the other day. Uh, if you Google it, Slovenia to Croatia, it'll tell you it's like a five hour drive or even a two and a half hour, depending on from where <laughs> to where. But we were going yeah. from Ljubljana to a town at the very very southern the, the, near the southernmost point of croatia called uh, brelia i think it's called it's like a small mm -hmm. fishing town it's like a it's like a fucking i think it's a 12-hour drive but this was 
probably 20 years ago uh mm. you know roads were not as good and yeah uh, yeah whatever. but um <clears throat> and also we drove through a lot of the kind of war-torn areas of croatia like places that mm. have been affected by all of the conflict um mm. like just houses with their roofs blown in and like you know seeing like mortar shells in the middle of a field and stuff like that mm. but um um, in contrast to all of that chaos we did drive past several of those super pure clear watered like lakes and rivers and stuff where you can see the bottom yeah. of the thing and uh, exactly yeah that is one thing that i will concede in my stubborn sort of <laughs> bullshit anti-tourist way of looking at the world that it is striking when you see yeah. nature in its purest form yeah, like yeah, yeah. things untouched by humans it, it is it's very like it, it's just immediately sort of moving or something you know you yeah know? exactly it's all isn't it? it's that like three-letter yeah. word that they talk about it's that feeling that you can't quite put your finger on but you feel it it's mm. almost ineffable but everyone seems to experience it at some points. And usually the more grand the natural experience, the stronger the feeling of all you get. And so it's like a perfect correlation. I would have been like 12 or I think I would have been 12 years old. So like, mm. or probably 11. And I think that I was at my most probably shallow like back then like you know i, I just didn't mm -hmm. have it in me to kind of think mm -hmm. about bigger picture stuff yeah to ex anticipate um, and to understand yeah yeah and, and like that just the image of it never left me like i, I remember just this very yeah. clear image of, of driving over a, one bridge in particular and seeing uh just a rock and being like is that rock like you know i couldn't i couldn't visualize if do you put your hand into the water to pick the rock up or is the rock floating on the water? Or like, what the fuck is going on wow, there? And so I asked, uh, I asked my mom and, and she, she was like, no, that's just the clearest water that you will ever see. I was like, fuck. I guess. Um, is, was that in Croatia? I honestly, I don't know specifically. We, we drove from Slovenia to Croatia, which I believe they border each other, but I'm not mm. sure what route we took because mm -hmm. I was just too young to know the specifics yeah, of the trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and also I went on a, I was in a few different like holidays in that region. And I, I think I might have a lot of things mixed up in my head. Um, mm. but I, I do remember this, this like thing in particular, um, on that drive. Yeah. And it was, uh, amazing. Yeah. It was very, very cool. Um, yeah. When um, I was 12, I went to Trabalgan and that swimming pool was pretty clear. Let me tell you. That is the most <laughs> urine free swimming pool in all of the, did you hear that, um, Chlorine doesn't have too strong a smell, but it's when things like urine are mixed with chlorine that it gives off that really strong chlorine smell. That, that it generates a new compound. Is that true, or is that one of those urban legend things? No, I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah, like um, it creates an entirely new compound when I'm not sure what it is if it's the urea or something, but apparently the like human waste material interacts with chlorine, which is why they probably do it because it cancels the waste material, uh -huh. but it actually generates a new compound and they've identified the compound. Jeez. So if you are seeing a pool or if you're coming up to a pool and you smell like that really strong chlorine smell, you're actually smelling chlorine mixed with people's. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like if you are walking through a hall that's just being cleaned with cleaning products, the smell is very mm. close to chlorine. And that's mm. what makes me skeptical about that fact is okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't doubt the fact. I'm sure that it's true, but I just, I feel like if I were to trust my scent, like my nose on things, I feel like chlorine is pretty consistent in my. Sure. So the, the, the point I think of, of it is, is that the, you can't, so bleach is chlorine, right? You can't use uh -huh. so too much bleach in a swimming pool where people are going to be opening their eyes in. Yeah. So the amount of chlorine they put into it. Not in 2022 pool. with all these cock beta yeah, males. Yeah. <laughs> 
So the point is that you don't actually put that much chlorine into a pool. So you shouldn't actually be able to smell it for the amount that's put in. But what you're smelling is actually the aromatic compound derived from bleach and then urine or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, because I get what you mean. Yeah. The bleach is highly corrosive. It shouldn't be that strong a smell if you're going to put your naked body into it and open your eyes underwater. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a cleaning product. I've never opened my eyes underwater. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Stinging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done it with goggles on and stuff. I just never opened my eyes. Yeah. And... So my um, university swimming pool was really cool. It cleaned itself with UV light, which wow. is apparently highly effective. So it was actually pure water. So if you opened your eyes, it didn't sting. It was perfectly clean. And you could like just open your eyes under. It was like amazing. That's fucking wild. And I remember actually, I didn't know I spoke with Dragon's Den again. I'm a huge Dragon's Den fan. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah i got into it over the course of the pandemic and i've yeah, been, like, I've seen so many episodes of it yeah I so really... i have an incredible um ability of guessing so obviously they come in with i want say 10 percent. i'll give 10 percent for a hundred thousand mm. i have an incredible ability to guess what the counter offer will be mm-hmm. i'd be like no, it's going to offer for 25 or because like there's no real way of knowing but anyway my point wasn't that my point was was that some guy had invented a uv light through a shower head to prevent legionnaires disease in like spa facilities and places where legionnaires diseases runs rampant and then um, that's the same thing like it's it's basically just light like it means ultraviolet light it's the thing trump was talking about when he said the when he spoke about injecting like everyone said he's he's talking about injecting yourself with bleach um mm. but it is actually a technology being worked on to use uv light to like get rid of bacteria in humans or something like yeah, that like okay, it's okay uh, yeah. because yeah whatever frequency it is it basically just fries the bacteria but it just doesn't affect us in the same way yeah 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 that's right yeah that's what i yeah. read there's some there's some like technology that's in early now it could it might might not work on humans who knows but but it is yeah, yeah. that is something that they are like kind of trialing um i fucking yeah, yeah. doubt that trump knew that though i think he was just talking bullshit but yeah still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's that is like a real thing that i've seen before as well yeah i didn't know that they already had it in like swimming pools and would have had it when you were in university which is like god probably 40 years ago at this stage (laughs) yeah and uh yeah they were using it in like shower heads to like sterilize water as it was coming out which is a really cool idea yeah yeah but then that was a really cool experience being able to use a pool with no bleach and yet it was clean yeah yeah that's cool olympic size swimming pool as well was brilliant the um the one that i was in in indonesia that i just spoke about was a saltwater pool that's what it was mm. it's the largest outdoor saltwater pool that's what it because i knew it couldn't i couldn't have fucking stayed in a place with the largest outdoor was it bigger pool. than the dead sea yes <laughs> <laughs> i just i had to think about it there but yeah just about <laughs> yeah very good very good yeah um but yeah that's uh yeah that's interesting um yeah how did we get onto that? I don't know. Uh, you were talking, talking about, about pure pools. water. You were talking about how crystal clear the water was in oh, Canada. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. I call it Canada. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can um, tell. <laughs> you could tell by the fact that I just said it, I'm guessing. Exactly. Um, you strike me as the sort of person who'd call it Canada. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yeah. I, I call uh, this the. The southernmost part of South America is Argentina. I don't know if you knew that. Or, oh, that's I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely not Brazil. No. No. <laughs> Wait, do you think it actually is? I thought Brazil was... No, Argentina is way more southern than Brazil. Uh, Brazil's... Oh, okay, so Brazil is... I'm trying to visualize it now. You, you, if you're going to uh, the South Pole or whatever that 
but Antarctica, you have to go yeah. to Argentina and then get a boat there. Ah, uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, I need to brush up on my uh, South it's American job. Real easy for me to say that looking at a map <laughs> <laughs> right there. Nice. So, um, uh, nice. I'd love to go to Argentina actually. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, they have snow and all there. Yeah, in yeah, the, in the sun parts uh, and a lot of cows. According to GeoGuess. Oh, oh yeah, Argentinian steak is a big thing actually. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a in Wimbledon. There's an Argentinian steak place quite nice. So that mm. yeah rings a bell. But classic yeah. Wimbledon. Classic. Oh, because cowbell. I get it. Yeah, yeah. nice little. See, the jokes you make like that are so much better than when you're trying to make puns. Like when you're trying, <laughs> I fucking hate it. But when you're doing that, like yeah, that's cool. You just made that connection in your head. Like yeah, that's good. Tell me what you really feel. Um, <laughs> What would I be okay. if not thoroughly honest to the point yeah, where true, it true. literally makes your soul hurt? Anyway. Um, so where was I going to get on to with the Death Valley thing? So one thing that struck me was I didn't see any creatures that could kill me in Death Valley of all places where you'd kind of expect to find them. Like no scorpions, no snakes, no bugs. I was very happy not to come across and didn't really necessarily want to. Yeah, I feel like the... Am I wrong but like, I feel like the stereotypical image of Dead Valley is like a scorpion trudging in front of a mirage-laden landscape. For sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like scorpions, yeah, I'm pretty sure live there. You know, the, the Undertaker, uh, the WWE wrestler, the dead man, uh, he was billed as being from Death Valley. So you're actually really lucky that you didn't get Tombstone piledrivered all the way to hell. Yeah, yeah. it would be quite fitting in Death Valley being Tombstone, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, that's why he's he, he's from like houston or whatever but they were ah, build him know. as death valley because it makes it adds to the mystique you know yeah also he's huge he's basically a walking human death valley <laughs> but they used to bill him as 610 i think he's oh, like wow. 62 or 63 or something like how, how does he compare to big show uh he was if you were to go i reckon i don't, I don't know this for a fact but yeah, I would yeah. guarantee you that Big Show is maybe an inch or two taller than him. Big Show is not seven foot tall either. That's bullshit. The, mm, all mm. the wrestlers' heights and weights are just massively yeah, yeah. exaggerated. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Undertaker and Big Show were very similar in height, but people just don't okay. think that. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, it's not uncommon for these big heavyweights to wear platform boots and stuff like that mm -hmm. as well. So they appear. Pretty sure I've seen the Undertaker wearing like the big black platform. Yeah, boots. yeah, yeah. That's right. But uh, yeah, it's showmanship. It's carny folk. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's all part of the, the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I didn't see anything like that um, there, which, as I said, I wasn't too unhappy about, given the <laughs> the risk they pose to human life. Yeah. But it would have been cool to even see them from a distance. But I think it was the temperature as well, because I don't think any of those animals do well in like cold, cold. Um. I feel like, but the Sahara Desert that night is like freezing, right? It goes minus, like very. <laughs> At night it is, yeah, but I think the difference is is that that this would be a sustained cold for like weeks or months, whereas oh, hard gotcha. desert they might warm up during the day and then like go right, to sleep. Right, right, gotcha. Hybrid, yeah, but um, yeah, and, and just yeah, yeah, it was just so cool just to be there, especially when it's so kind of barren and isolated and not many tourists. Because I think the experience I had of West Coast America and these national parks was much different to when you'd have if you went in June, July, August, mm -hmm. where like kind of you'd see cars and traffic and. Fair enough, you could look away and take a photo with no one in it, but just to feel it there and be in it with no one around you itself is a different sort of experience, which I was very grateful for. And and it being just at the tail end of the pandemic too, like you probably for had sure. people being cautious and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Like speaking of which, actually, it's when you say that when we were in Yosemite, 
we asked for a photo in this beautiful location that's like kind of one of those places where you park your car up and you get out and there's a space uh, designated for that and this woman was there and she was a local and she's like i've never seen it this quiet and she's been like i've lived here for like 50 years and she was wow. like this just doesn't happen yeah exactly and we were like oh well really and we we're like would you, would you mind taking a photo and she's like are you doubly vaccinated and all this and we we're like yeah we are and she's like no symptoms and we we're like no symptoms so she was elderly like you can appreciate yeah. and understand oh, of course it. yeah but like it's it's certainly um, when we went in January, it was still in the back of everyone's mind. And even in California itself, like it was very much a kind of uh, show your COVID pass, your vaccination passport, wear your face mask, be appreciative of other people's space. Like it was it was kind of a, a constant reminder and kind of an understandable one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And plus. We didn't know. I think early January, it wasn't clear if Omicron was actually going exactly. to be as benign as it turned out to be. Yeah. R relatively yeah. benign, right? I know it's still. Yeah. Benign. No, no, it, it is relatively benign. Like we, yeah, it, it certainly is. And in, in a way, though, you could look at Omicron as being like kind of, I don't know, a, a, a blessing in that let's yeah. get a lot of people immune and not get them yeah. sick. But, yeah. but there have been deaths from it and sickness <clears> from it. So you can't really call it a blessing. No, but but in the yeah, greater uh, scheme of things, it's yeah, the it was, best it was possible utilization. Yeah, like imagine a de like a, a Delta two point oh. Yeah, that was like worse than Delta, and like at least it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's uh, I, I can definitely imagine it feeling a little bit more surreal uh, in the context of the the sort of isolated impression of it and the 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 lone. Yeah. Um, lonely landscape i suppose like exactly because it wasn't as if kind of we were mainly targeting urban areas like they were all outdoorsy so it just sort of magnified the outdoorsy experience so like i think before say covid you would have had to go off road off piste mm. to have that but now you're able to do it on like main roads you could be like the only car there for for miles and miles which is yeah. just a really like i don't know if you remember during the height of it in 2020 maybe like kind of april may time like city centers were barren like you could go yeah. in like you could cycle to oxford street in london and there'd be no one around like yeah. so like yeah i think we've had a, an appreciation of what that's like in recent years for better and for worse and uh yeah it's a different way to experience life and luckily things are getting back on track now yeah yeah, I remember uh, I've only been into the city centre three times since March 2020. So that's in the last two years, exactly. Ooh, one of them was, um, I think, with me. One, one of them was to see you. Uh, and then one of them was to, two, the other two were to see my friend Andy. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. I remember it struck me on the last two times that I went in, the amount of bars that were closed down and boarded up. Um, and I also my friend Emer uh, sent me a video. She she did like a walk around Dublin during the mm. one of the lockdowns mm. with just the camera up, nobody in sight anywhere at like Crazy. two o'clock on a Sunday or something like that. Yeah, ridiculous. It's yeah. fucking wild. Yeah, just it's like twenty eight days later stuff. Like exactly. Days. Yeah, totally. Like twenty eight. What a movie as well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Totally. you know, it's, it's very hard to watch back now because the quality of it, or the way that it's shot, or something. I, mm, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's that weird time where everything was between DVD and Blu-ray, and they were filming yeah. things in this weird kind of. 
I don't know, is it like, is it like a grayscale or like they use a certain it's number of... realistic as well. Yeah, yeah. This, it's like too many pixels that it doesn't... Yeah. I can't yeah. describe the feeling, but it's fucking weird anyway. Um, yeah. It, it's almost like it's the first take before they go and film it properly. Yeah, yeah. Behind the scenes or something, footage of it or something. I, I don't feel, know. I feel like a lot of movies from that time need to be kind of digitally remastered. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To suit the 4K, what? like... One thing I've noticed, and it's really stark to me anyway, is because the quality of TVs has improved so much, sometimes on movies, it feels like you're watching a movie now, whereas before mm -hmm. it would look real. But now it's like, oh my God, I actually feel like I'm the person filming this with the video like recorder. I, I almost can't watch Friends anymore for mm. that reason it's mm. fucking horrible to look at mm. and you're yeah. more aware than ever that you're looking at a stage or you know exactly it's, yeah, yeah yeah it's strange yeah like weird. yeah it's kind of annoying that like bring back the old uh, box tv to watch a movie i on know yeah more. yeah As i i have a friend who um he recently bought a playstation 2 and he bought uh nice smackdown versus raw 2006 oh, or something fantastic. like that and he bought one of those box televisions and oh, he no. just has like a 90s or sort of early 2000s. Was The Rock and Stone Cold on the cover of that or was that before I then? I think it was Brock Lesnar or okay. maybe like Shelton. Uh, is it Rock and all? Maybe The Rock is. I think the one that he got was the first SmackDown vs. Raw one, 2005. Okay. Um, I can't afford Yeah, it might have been yeah. Rock and Austin. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he has like a just a section of his class. He has like a his own kind of living room area, and yeah, there's just a an old early two thousands section of it that's Quality. just for yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. I remember my first so when I had a PlayStation back in the day and PS two and briefly PS three. My TV for all those consoles was a twelve inch box TV, twelve inches. Yeah, mine was too. Yeah. Good yeah a 12 inch box and like it's just crazy when you think like like laptops have bigger screens i know yeah mine i yeah it was i had the little the tiny panasonic yeah, exactly. ones they were very yeah. uh yeah i think mine was a grundig or something actually my first one was a nokia television what yeah yeah, yeah. they used to make Jesus. those crazy yeah wow. it, you couldn't watch anything uh it was only scart it had no antenna um right. points so it was only scart you could only use it for playstation yeah, it wouldn't fit in your pocket though if you to bring it out. No, it wouldn't. But neither would a Nokia thirty two ten these days. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's crazy though. I used to like I had a bean bag and I had like a you know a little desk that my TV would sit on and I would just sit there and fucking play games like that. Bean bags, they were so big for a while. Do you remember a Buddha bag then? Bean bags became Buddha bags. I think I had a Buddha bag. It was a big one. Yeah, Buddha bags. Yeah, Buddha bags were great. It was like kind of this waxy material as opposed to the small little balls. I think and it that's. Yeah, yeah, and it would make yeah. it better. Yeah, uh, it was more comfortable. Yeah, I think that I think yeah. that might be what I had. Yeah, there was. I think Buddha bag was a particular brand, whereas bean bag anyone any company could make a bean bag, which is a bag full of beans. Yeah, yeah. Magic beans. Bachelor's yeah. baked beans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just sink right through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Do you remember yeah, the time? Do you remember when I lent you Resident Evil Code Veronica? Was it or something? And like you would like be in your house playing it and you would text me like go to the window and we would oh, each yeah. go out our bedroom windows and talk have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking... that was so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you were if I if I was looking up at your house on that street, would you was your bedroom on the left or the right? The right. 
Yeah, exactly. So you would have been the next window down. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, because right. I was I was on my left. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we were basically neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> well, we lived know. in the same. <laughs> yeah. Like the windows. Are, yeah. That's what a neighbor is, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, the windows were so, like literally side by side. I I remember one time. Uh, I used to before I like. I was always very good at like actually writing, you know, like when it came to write an essay, I'd always like get the best marks in the class and stuff. Mm. But when I was texting, I was very aware that it was 10 cent per text and only 160 <laughs> characters or something. So I would write in code and you would just reply with like, yeah, Y-E-A-H. And I was like, geez, this motherfucker has like an infinite <laughs> fucking phone bill going around here using words like, yeah, I can't. I don't have that privilege. I'd be like, Y-H comma and whatever. And I remember oh. I wrote you and you were like. Yeah. You were asking me, like, how do you beat the, I think it's the very first boss or something like that. And I was okay. like, I wrote you a fucking, like, it must have seemed like Morse code to you. <laughs> and you just replied saying, go to the window. Like, <laughs> could not make any sense of my fucking, like, yeah, exactly. binary I, code. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, That's so funny. I know. But yeah, those are the days. I know. Yeah, it's wild. Like, and then I'm um, trying to avoid my next door neighbors, Mercedes and Murray playing heads and volleys. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> what was his problem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, wouldn't he mind it was a C class? <laughs> <laughs> no. I remember the. Should we talk about this or is it? There's no way he's going to listen, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, but one time. Like we were playing with like one of those balls, like the footballs that you would get free in like a cereal box. Like they were like oh, a yeah, Snickers yeah. football. It was like lighter than air. You could go right up to someone's head <laughs> and bounce it off. Yeah, it. exactly. It would literally fly. If you hit it too hard, it would float above houses and shit. And we were worried about it getting stuck at the top of trees. And you fucking, you hit it off the Mercedes. And your man comes out and he's like, hey, what the fuck is this? And you were like, All right, look, I'm sorry. I, like, I wasn't aiming for the car. Like, I hit it by accident, not done any damage. And the guy's like, what? Are you going to stop? And you were like, well, no, like, we're just playing heads and volleys. I don't get what the... And he's like, I'm going to go tell your mother. And you were like, I mean, yeah, okay. like, okay. And he was like, what? So you're not going to stand? You were like, listen, yeah. I've said I was sorry. I'm not going to do it again. It didn't do any damage. What do you yeah. want? And the guy just marches in and your yeah. mother comes out and says, John can you just make sure you don't hit that car again? And you were like, yeah, I already told him that I'm not gonna. And she's like, right. Yeah, <laughs> and then that was yeah. it. Like as soon as um, him saying, I'm going to tell your mom, wasn't a deterrent. It's like, he didn't know what to do. I know. <laughs> yeah. He was like, all out. we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> I know. Simpsons. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, so ridiculous. But yeah, he was a, yeah, an interesting character. Yeah. The smallest amount of power that ever went to someone's head. <laughs> yeah yeah well like i i, I can't talk I, I don't even have a car but... But, uh, to be honest like i don't know it, it, it's like a very simple just like the more you antagonize children like the more but yeah. it wasn't even like that either though like you were perfectly yeah. reasonable and yeah yeah exactly yeah. um yeah i think he just wanted uh a commotion and then to be in the right because his car was hit but i just didn't give it to him yeah yeah yeah. Speaking of which, actually, I don't know about you, but I have a real strong predisposition to watch skating videos where people are aggressive towards, like, usually teenagers who are skating. Like, uh -huh. it's kind of like, yeah, I, I really like watching them and watching the kids not fight back. I don't want anyone to get injured, but just like the confrontation is just really interesting to me. Is, is this like a, 
like a genre of YouTube video where you watch one and you'll get linked endless amounts of them or yeah okay. basically yeah. or there's compilations and you can watch them and I find them really satisfying because like yeah. I just think it shows like teenagers being way more mature than adults adults being ridiculous and oh, yeah. like and that like the teenage right up my street I can I would yeah. love that so much yeah, yeah. and like because the funny thing about skating is like even the simplest trick, like there's a risk of a broken wrist, broken ankle, broken anything. Mm. So it's like these people are literally like doing something that's dangerous that isn't going to like hurt anybody else. And you're telling them, oh, don't grind down that rail or something. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I, I just can't stand it. But yeah, I love watching those videos. Um, and then you see the security guard like trying to chase them and trip them up. And you're just like, Jesus, like, who is the child here? That's interesting. I never put that together before where it's like, Oh, when every time you grind a rail, you're you may cause damage to the property, but like you may die, you may exactly, literally yeah. fall. Like, do you understand? Like the risk that they're taking is not Completely. to inconvenience or damage you. It's to pull off a trick. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the risk to them is so much higher than the risk to a steel rail that's been there for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a good. Um, I, I feel like people, particularly like the kind of like snotty adults who go around saying mm -hmm. you, sh you should really assess things based on the intention rather than the possible outcome. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, I have seen videos of uh, where like kids are. I, I've seen one in particular and I've tried looking for it about six months ago. I couldn't find it. But it's like some policeman comes over to these kids who are skating and they start being a little bit shitty. Because yeah. they think he's like, oh, what's all this? Go? But like he, he was asking one of them about his board and what kind of board it was. Yeah. And then and like then... he, I think he does a trick or he. Oh, he asked them to do a kickflip or something. Yeah, yeah. I've but it's, seen it's that video. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's like not a kickflip, but it's like, oh, when you're coming off the thing, can you do this? And then the guy does okay. it and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Like, and like yeah. he high fives the kid and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've basically seen them all. But yeah, that one's really cool. I love videos it's like such that. such a twist. Like you expect something and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, oh, he's in with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it's cool. I love that. But yeah, the skating videos and then like the, the Karens, which by the term Karen, I think we've talked about it before and we have similar opinions on it and its it use as an... But yeah, like it's it, yeah, it's it's a weird way to describe a certain sector of people. But um, yeah. like there's so many videos, and it, it, they always describe it as Karen's, like yeah, number two, trying to stop skaters, or whatever. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just all the sort of videos. I uh, I do enjoy. What is the? I think it's a Ken is a. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly i think it is yeah i i i just like sometimes i'm going through my facebook feed and i ha I, I had this like a uh, five head like 700 iq idea to oh i'll just like all of them conservative and liberal that way i'll get the full inf but no it's just yeah. made my life so much worse and uh oh, I know. on facebook like, or which platform uh, this is facebook like facebook, uh, yeah. on twitter i follow them all but it's they're so small the tweets you just yeah. can breeze by them but on facebook yeah, yeah. you see paragraphs or whatever but you yeah. always see these like the young turks and it's like oh this karen got and it's like guys yous would yeah. not stand by any other like you can't yeah. like we're we're now yeah anyway it doesn't matter you just you can't be like oh it's a fucking here's a class of women that it's fine to discriminate against exactly. and assume everything about based on yeah. like, fuck you fuck off yeah kind of shit. yeah fucking review the news and present it on a case by case thing don't just be like oh this person's a karen we don't care about her fuck her everyone in the comment section should be like yeah fuck this person like that's yeah fucked up. it's weird yeah it's, it's very shallow and very cheap yeah yeah and it's it's just not good news like you know it's yeah exactly exactly but but yeah people lap it up it's um yeah yeah people love watching a karen beat down so to speak 
uh, proverbial beatdown where she gets her comeuppance or whatever. I, I can't even watch it because it's like, you ever have those arguments with people where, um, like they'll have an opinion and, and they present their opinion and it's something like inflammatory or whatever. And you kind of reply with some semblance of reason, like, well, hold on. It's not really that because, they, and they just will start shouting about something that's like basically like a non sequitur. And, mm. but they're so passionate and angry and there's no like you know when mm. someone is like yeah well it's the the masks are to keep the people because of george soros and you're just like all right yeah we can't yeah there's not enough common ground to even progress the conversation any further yeah 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 it's, or, fucking, yeah. it's such a crazy world that like uh, there are people out there who 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 won't even agree with like the most basic thing because they have it in there like you know there are people who uh who keep buying plastic straws at a much higher price than another type of straw because it's called like a fuck liberal straw. Okay, you know, it's just God. like, can you not just agree on this one fucking thing? Like yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're like burning holes in your pocket. Like you're taking money and lighting it on fire just to own yeah, the exactly. libs in your imaginary yeah, fucking yeah. mouth. Like, oh, get a grip. I've actually seen a really good solution to the straw problem though. Cause I'm not a fan of paper ones. Like halfway through the drinking. They're like, horrible. Goes, and also, uh, contrary to what I just said, um, which is not really entirely related, but I, I think that the the plastic straw problem was either, I, I can't remember, I read something about it, that it was over-exaggerated or that the switch over to paper straws is actually worse. There's like something like that okay. where it turns yeah. out to have actually had a net negative effect. But I have used recently a steel straw, a metal yeah. straw. They yeah. are incredible. Metal, they do everything yeah. you'd want one, like a plastic straw to do, but like a little bit more. They do everything yeah. a plastic straw would do, but more metallic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really good because, um, yeah, we brought a couple on the holiday because if you're ever getting drinks or whatever, like in California, especially, there's no plastic straws anywhere. Like mm. they, they've gone. So um, just to make like drinking better. Yeah. We have like metal straws or steel straws. It's just really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You, have to, awesome. clean, you have to clean them, but like it's not that hard to do. I mean, if that's like your prerequisite for not buying something, yeah, exactly. not buying these clothes, you have to fucking clean them. Oh, fuck well, like, but, but for a straw though, that's a that's a first, right? You never in the history I would, of straws. I suppose I would consider it to be like no different than, uh, like, if you're going camping, you're going to bring a knife and fork, or you know, da, a, a glass yeah, or a cup, or yeah, like yeah, if you have a pocket flask, for example, yeah, or something yeah, like that, you need to wash yeah. those too. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, that was really good. Um, just have them out there because yeah, I, I don't like the paper ones. But if they help, I'm happy to use them. Or happy for like if plastic straws are so bad, I'm happy for them to be stopped. But you're after telling me no, they're not, so I'm just I, angry again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I read it somewhere, and I remember only that it was from someone that I trust, and then it went out of my head because you can't remember every fucking thing all the time yeah. and your rationale for it. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair. Um. um but yeah, okay, so after Death Valley, so Death Valley was incredible, desolate, mm. isolated, uh, absolutely sublime, really kind of chilly, which is kind of gave it a nice feel because obviously it's known to be in summer in August or whenever September. It's like one of the hottest places on the planet. So we, we got a completely different experience, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then from there, we drove to, just trying to get this right in my head. Yeah, we drove to the Grand Canyon, which was really, really cool. So we kind of uh, bypassed Vegas. So Vegas was the end goal, um, but it kind of goes Death Valley, Vegas, Grand Canyon. But we thought we wanted to have the last bit of the trip in Vegas. So we go past Vegas, mm. go to the Grand Canyon, spend two days there and then go back to Vegas. That's kind of what we did. 
and we, uh, it was my birthday while I was over there, which was really cool. And my girlfriend uh, made a really nice big deal out of it and rented out this. So uh, the Grand Canyon is obviously massive, absolutely huge. And there's like only two places you can stay like overnight there. There's like two hotels you could call them or like, I don't know, uh, re residential areas basically that you can rent out. Gotcha. So we got one of them, um, which was the nicer of the two. And it was like a series of kind of small wooden kind of, I wouldn't call it like a shed, but it has like a really nice shower, bathroom and all these things. But for all intents and purposes, it's a wooden shed with heaters and everything, like kind of a posh shed. But it's overlooking the Grand Canyon. So like you go there at night, you wake up, which we did. Um, so we set our alarms, woke up in the pitch it's black. good that you woke up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got out in pitch black and like there's no light pollution. So you can literally see every constellation yeah. every star i've never had an experience like it like like i honestly think if i sat there i could have counted like two thousand stars or something ridiculous tell me could you actually see the you know how when you look at there are loads of images um i guess if you just google like night sky on google images there are mm. tons that will really enhance the sort of milk i know that you can't see the milky way right as the way that it splits <laughs> but do you see something other than like um <clears throat> fucking you know the way the sky is like someone has a black sheet and they've just done pinprick mm -hmm. holes and all that. do you see something mm -hmm. other than the pinprick holes like is there anything other than just stars or is it like colored collections or like weird yeah sort of... yeah not really that i could make out not that um, that cheapens the experience i'm just curious oh yeah exactly. yeah, uh, yeah I, I know what you're getting at like could you see some sort of like cosmic haze is that what yeah you're yeah or even yeah, like yeah. sometimes you know like at certain times of the year you can see mars and venus in the same sky and yeah, yeah. even in a light polluted area you still notice the kind of fineness of the that extra bit of twinkle that that like yeah, venus will have yeah, or something yeah um, and the color to it and stuff yeah yeah and um, so this it was hard because i always find so an interesting thing from psychology is if you focus on a star it's actually more difficult to see it because oh. the way it focuses on your retina if you want to see something in pitch so the retina is split between rods and cones the cones work really well in high light environments low light environments it's rod vision but the fovea, the central point of the retina, is actually very cone-rich. So you actually won't see much in the dark looking there. But if you look directly to the side of a star, you'll actually see it much more um, vividly, okay. which is really interesting. Yeah. So if you're looking at a sky, obviously it makes sense because tons of your non-foveal retina is being taken up by the stars you see because you can only focus on one point at a time so in the but, but if you're looking at a specific star and you want to see that better you should look a little bit to the side of it mm. but anyway um, so we're walking there we get up at night and well early morning but pre-sunrise we want to see the sunrise over the grand canyon which just sounds like a badass thing to be able to say you saw mm -hmm. and we are walking around we have to use our phone torches like it's that pitch black outside and even oh. that you can't see far like yeah you, you like you're literally looking about a foot in front of your feet and you're worried because there's going to be something you trip over is going to be bugs or lizards or yeah. i don't know whatever you're in the grand canyon so we're walking anyway and we're, we found uh east so we're going to be heading that general direction to start to see the sunrise and we come across this ditch and we're like because we were walking anyway in this direction we wanted to just to keep walking and just until we get tired then we'll stop we're like should we just jump across the ditch i was like it seems about a foot wide and we're like um maybe yeah 
but at the last minute we, we, we thought against it so we just ended up waiting there that ditch turned out to be like 30 foot wide 30 foot deep Jesus and like it, it, in the pitch black it just looked completely different so thank god we didn't try and jump it that's so, we so stayed fucked anywhere. up yeah in the pitch black we literally thought it was a ditch and, and Hannah thought as well she was like should we just jump across this and she was like you go first whatever uh, but like we, we both were like guaranteed or guaranteed each other that it was that that small or that short uh, and that narrow but yeah luckily we didn't uh, it would have been a completely different holiday experience had we yeah. but then yes we saw the sunrise then and just the color of the sun at sunrise and sunset on the west coast of america is just a sight to behold it just has so many more shades so many more colors mm. so much more vibrancy so much more yeah like it, it, it just looks like a different thing and it, it looks thicker it looks more vivid it looks yeah, it's just a fascinating thing just to even watch. You just don't see those sort of sunsets and sunrises here. Yeah. I'm not fully sure why it happened, but yeah, that was one of the best things I've ever seen was the sunrise over the Grand Canyon. And then we also, because we stayed the night there, we stayed awake after we'd gotten up the first time and we packed up and then all the coaches bring kind of visitors to the Grand Canyon by about 12 o'clock because it's a big drive from the next nearest places. Like if you're coming from, I don't know, towns or cities nearby, so we got there about two hours before anyone else was there. And like, it was just spectacular. I've taken a video, I think I may have sent it on to you. If not, I'll send it on to you of me like just panning around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And a very, it's it was like, like 13 seconds or something. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, and it yeah. was just like so surreal just to be there with no one else and like no sounds, like deathly quiet. Like there's no sound anywhere apart from just, yeah, your own heart or your own breathing or your own whatever wild yeah, yeah it was so cool even what you were saying about um I, I guess i've never considered it before uh to be in nighttime so black that your torch only shines a certain amount and then yeah um, yeah, yeah like you li wild. literally wasn't strong enough so um like you'd be all you'd be looking at is down at your feet and the torch would literally get you about a foot of light like that's how dark it was like it's so thick it's almost like a blanket or something. The darkness is just so thick. It requires so much light to eradicate. It's mad how um, powerful light pollution is because I know like when I would stay down at my cousin's house in Tipperary, um, he lives very much in the middle of nowhere, but he lives near an industrial uh, factory where they have mm. some street lights on there. Now, it's still... It's like a five minute walk down the road, those lights are, but mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. still just enough in the nighttime mm -hmm. that like, I've been out in the middle of a field there, like not really near anything, but still able to see things around me. Uh, well, yeah. now, you know, when it's a full moon, you see stuff, but, but I mean like not in, in uh, like a full moon um, and still just having that little bit of sort of lights like around, you know, within like a half mile radius or something, there are street lights in like multiple different directions and yeah, it's kind of yeah. just a not like i don't know yeah how much they contribute to your yeah like to be honest you know those astronomy books that like oh you open up the center page and it's just like this is the sky at night with no light pollution yeah and you just see a trillion like it, it honestly felt like that yeah it was really hard though to um kind of step back from it and focus and absorb it all like you, you could do that with a with a picture of it but actually being there under it but um, yeah, it, it felt equivalent to that, say, on the same kind of scale as that, maybe not as uh, vivid. Mm. Yeah, there's, it was um, 
there used to be a uh, documentary, I use that term really loosely, on Netflix of, um, it was basically the night sky in, I don't think it was the Grand Canyon, it was one of the deserts in America, in the, in the it might have been the Nevada desert actually, I think. That's where Grand Canyon is, isn't it? It's in Nevada, right? Grand Canyon's in Arizona. Fuck, yeah. Arizona and Nevada the same fucking thing but they're, they're next door yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah i think it, i think it was the nevada desert um and it's just like uh essentially a collection of extremely high resolution um videos taken there where you can get a full mm-hmm. sense of the landscape and the night sky mm-hmm. and all that stuff um and then there's some really like kind of profound like thought-provoking music that goes on um and i always thought like i've never taken mushrooms in my life um or any hallucinogen i don't think um but god i fucking love to be out in the middle of fucking nowhere where you can actually see the stars and shit and actually yeah take uh take some yeah, drugs that, yeah yeah um you know i've never taken any hallucinogens either but um yeah it was it was an incredible spiritual awe-inspiring experience I think it maybe says something negative about me that I'm. That's not enough. <laughs> I gotta add more. I've never even experienced that, and I already want to add drugs. But, yeah, and um, so yes, so from there then, and um, when we traveled back, uh, we were heading to Vegas. That was the end goal, and we were going to be given the car back then. But because when we're leaving Arizona, we have to drive past the uh, Hoover Dam. We stopped off there, which was really, really cool. Can I stop you for one second? I have just yeah. remembered something from our discussions about road trips, <clears throat> which is yeah. that I remember having my mind absolutely fucking blown when you told me that you could rent a car in one place and leave the car in another place. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> because I was thinking, oh, you got to fly into New York and then you rent a car. And then, like you know, in two weeks or whatever, they're gonna expect the car back. You gotta bring the car back to them. So I thought you would have to fly in, rent the car, drive across the country, and then drive all the way back. And uh, I remember just, and you were like, "No, yeah. you can just leave." It. And me being like, "That's so clever." <laughs> yeah, it's so clever. Okay, so, but but in your defense, in Las Vegas, there is only one hotel that allows you to do that. And wow. that was what kind of made us choose that hotel, yeah. So before I get to that, so uh, Hoover Dam. Did you ever play Fallout New Vegas? No, but, but really, I okay, so, know that it exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a really cool, I think it's like, the yeah, it's the ending kind of it takes place, Hoover Dam or whatever. But So Hoover Dam for me uh, has a bit of an emotional, nostalgic connection that way. But um, it's ridiculous. And So the problem here is, is that because the structures in the dam are so big, you cannot get any sense of scale. Like I could have been looking at something 30 feet long or 300 feet. There was no, nothing to look at for comparison. Like there was nobody working on it. Like, oh, there's a person. So I know. So like the big bolts you see, they could have been a foot in diameter. They could have been 10 foot in diameter. Like I literally had no idea, but it was just the craziest massive thing. And then you'd like guys picking up their, like picking up kids on their shoulders and leaning over it so they could have a better look on like, yikes yeah like leaning forward like so the kid is like they're holding onto his forehead while they like peer up like it just looked so fucking spooky even anyway, if the kid falls and you have his ankles that's still gonna he's gonna smash his face yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh, so like i was just yikes. looking at i was like fair like yeah, like literally at the edge 
But um, Hoover Dam was really cool. And uh, there was another place actually before we had Hoover Dam that was like one of these scenic pull in here and look over the beautiful state of where were we then? Was that Arizona or Nevada or maybe somewhere in the middle? But yeah, it was fantastic. And it was kind of getting sad as well because we knew we were going to be giving up the car. So we continued driving on then from the Hoover Dam and we were getting there. I stuck on um, just as we were getting into Vegas, stuck on Elvis Presley, Viva Las Vegas in the mm, car. Of course. It was really cool. Yeah, just to add to the vibe. And then we drove down the strip and passed the sign. There's a big queue of people waiting to get their photos taken. So I took a few uh, photos of the sign or whatever. And then we found our way to a gas station, fill up the tank before we dropped the car back. And then just made our way to the hotel. And we stayed at the Bellagio, which is super swanky, super cool. And um, passed like the MGM. You could. Like the strip is so cool because it's a straight line and everything's so big and funnily shaped and like clumsily ordered. You can nearly make out like every hotel from any mm. particular point in the strip. So you can see sort of like the Venetian, you can see New York, New York, you know what I mean? From any part, all identifiable by like what they use outside. So I think outside, is it the Venetian there's? Is the Venetian uh, the one that used to be the Sands? I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm, I just I, I think that's I, mm, it's in my head where you know the way like Sinatra and Dean Martin have those albums at the Sands I'm pretty mm. sure the Sands was replaced by the Venetian okay cool it's really cool inside it literally has a canal that you can take a gondola down oh, in the middle sick. of the hotel like, like the, the scale of the hotels is as ridiculous as anything else about the scale of the like the natural side of things like they are abs like there's a mini manhattan a mini brooklyn inside like new york new york yeah like there's restaurants along the streets leading between the casino and the hotel proper like you know what i mean just crazy crazy stuff um, have you seen yeah. the um <clears throat> that fucking Zack snyder movie the one set in vegas with, with the zombies i can't even remember what it's called it was on it came to netflix about a year ago or so I dave batista so. isn't it? uh, it's it gives you a good. It it goes all the way through Vegas, but it's uh, it's like a zombie apocalypse Vegas, and it's. Uh, um, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Or have you seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Yeah, yeah. The Vegas scenes in that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always think of Vegas for some reason. Um, this is like I feel like this is actually a very strange thing to say, but I think that you will probably understand exactly what I mean. Um, I always feel like. If you were to show um, images of Earth uh, expressed in like the final days of Rome or whatever, Vegas mm. would be like the perfect encapsulation of like human decadence and sort of like exactly. just the unnecessary like. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. just Off Vegas. Yeah, like Vegas in ruins is like the least noble or classy sort of, you know, like you see like Pompeii perfectly reserved and you're like, ah, like I understand these people and they were just normal. If you see Vegas like that, you're like, these people were fucking insane and it's no wonder they're extinct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, that was one of the things of it. It's it's like a playground for adults in the most... uh, kind of realistic and literal terms. It's mm. like a playground for adults. Like in every way you want a playground to be, it is there for it's you. It's legal do. prostitution, gambling, like the burlesque. Yeah, yeah. Like alcohol, um, like everything. I, like whatever you want, like the most amount of food you can eat. You can go to plays, shows, music. Then you've got like the seedy side of it. You've got the non, you know what I mean? Mm. Just everything. Like it's literally 
what I imagine a kid, like in, a, a kid who goes to a playground for the first time, it's like, oh my God, there's swings, there's this, there's that, is what an adult feels when they go to Vegas. I also love the, um, I don't know how to put this either, but like the, there's a sort of a time travel aspect to Las Vegas where it's like, if you've accumulated a certain amount of wealth by the time you're like, let's say 60, 65, and you're like thinking to yourself, like, you know what, I liked it best in 1999, you can go to Vegas and live out 1999 every night for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, yeah. Like Britney Spears residency, 11 nights in a row. Then when she's done, there's like, like, I think like Madonna has probably done it. Elton John has definitely yeah, done it. Yeah. Like even like Blink-182 have done like a fucking seven. Yeah. 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 yeah like, oh yeah. So many people. Yeah. Adele was meant to be there when I was there. Yeah. Right. And, and like, yeah. it's just, if you have the money, then Vegas can just give you that exact, like, I, like yeah. I'm always trying to, you know, if I have nights where like I'm drinking alone and it's like fucking midnight and I'm like, what do I do now? And I just start watching videos like music videos from the 90s and stuff like mm. if I were wealthy enough and crazy enough, I could just go to Vegas and live that out in real life exactly. and be surrounded by other people exactly like me and stuff. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fucking crazy. Honestly. I know it is. Yeah, it, it's really, really cool. So I really enjoyed Vegas because talking to people before I went, they were like, oh, three nights in Vegas. I've heard is all you want. I would have spent three months in Vegas. I'm not joking. Like if I could afford it, I would fucking do it. Like I really enjoyed it. That's it's just, like, I feel like the way our conversations normally go, I feel like that should be the opposite way around that. It should be me <laughs> telling you and you sort of like trying to find a way to relate that back to yourself. Like, but do you not get bored of the meaninglessness of it all? And you're being like, no, that's the point. <laughs> It was so cool, and it was actually so so hot there in January in Vegas that we were sunbathing in the Bellagio, like by the Jesus. pool, like, like properly sunbathing. Like it was that hot. Wow. You'd be sitting there, and you'd have to get in the pool to cool down. So we're actually thinking about going back for like another week just to Vegas at some point. Wow. Um, yeah, we really enjoyed it. And then food-wise, there. So I went to two really cool places, at least two. I'll, I'll mention the third one. It was more interesting than good. Went to Gordon Ramsay's. It was absolutely incredible. Like the food was just unbelievably good. So his Hell's Kitchen restaurant there. So like, I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. So that was just kind of a really interesting thing. But Why do you like him? He's such a dick. Do you think? I, I just, if any employer spoke to me the way that he speaks to people, I would just fucking yeah. leave. Who the fuck does yeah. he think he is? Like, some of them do. Yes, yeah, so They of the should though. Do. You shouldn't be spoken yeah. to like that in work. Fuck, I think that's... Some of the people, though, who've come up through that defend it. And they're like, he's just trying to get the best of me. He knows I can do it. He does it this because he knows it'll make me stronger. That's like called Stockholm syndrome. No, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just in, in a regular job, you could not do it. And even in today's day and age of like cooking world, like you can't really get away with it. You could be the best chef in the history of the world, right? But if you don't subscribe to that drill sergeant technique of being a fucking prick until the person does like that's not that management style doesn't work for everyone i would actually argue mm -hmm. it probably doesn't work for most people mm -hmm. and i would say like i think people like him are like the reasons why people say like oh this industry is just very like that and it's because the gatekeepers are fucking cunts like him going around like being such like ugh. so just, to play devil's advocate to that I, I offer two points number one is it's a very time sensitive job Mm -hmm. So you can see why there's people on edge because there's time pressure. Like you've got customers there and they literally want to 
to be fed within 10, 15, 20, whatever. Mm -hmm. Number two is there's always an ideal standard to which things should be done, in which case it's always very easy to say, no, you've done it fucking wrong. This is the way to do it right. You can do it. Just do it. So it's not kind of like, like if you were, I don't know, in other formats I don't or other professions, I don't think they fall under that kind of time pressure. We have a standard here that like is easy to fulfill or should be easy for you. So just do it. And um, I think that might be part of the reason. I would, I, I, I don't know if it's worth arguing this point because it's a tangent of a tangent, but like my job mm. is extremely time sensitive. It's all mm. filtered around deadlines, like uh, mm. the uh, trading cutoffs for each fund that I work in different time zones and different, like when the stock exchanges in different countries close. And if mm. we fuck shit up, like if we make mistakes in our job, like an incorrect figures get published to mm. a stock exchange or whatever like there's fines and there's mm. like investor fucking um pushback and there's uh yeah there's all sorts mm. of uh, like i would argue it's even worse than someone's food being like a few minutes later or whatever okay um, so i have to have the third point a lack of a hr department on top of those first two yeah okay i suppose yeah okay eh, that is a real curveball i suppose yeah i don't know i just like i personally if someone if someone comes to me like that and just questions my character in that sort of stuff, sure, and he sure. does, you, he like he does call people idiots and and like really Horrible belittles them and idiot stuff. Sandwich, I think, is a famous. Yeah, one. that's a famous. Like, I don't, I like, I think like my natural uh, inclination, and I think there must be a lot of people like me in the world, would be to argue that point like because you're you're attacking someone personally there for something that they've done wrong yeah, no, whereas I, I if you come to someone yeah, and you yeah. just say okay listen you did this it was kind of wrong like what you did might work normally but it would be better like i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. look and i'm not here to chefs i think would, would follow your format like i think he's yeah. an anomaly i think he is but i think that uh who's that other fella from england the posh fella with the school Mark white no um no. Uh, jamie oliver oh, he yeah, yeah. he used to be a very like like nice little posh boy and I, I think that gordon ramsay made it popular to just be a complete dickhead on tv and now jamie oliver if you ever see him in these like ca kind of candid moments he's very like sweary and stuff and i okay. feel like he's i don't know yeah i could be wrong and th this is just okay. like my i just think he's a dick <laughs> yeah and that's no funny. no fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely kind of a um a marmite kind of celebrity yeah yeah yeah. But anyway, one, sorry, you were talking about his restaurant, and I just yeah, I know the, the restaurant was incredible, as incredible as I would expect a, a mm -hmm. Ramsey restaurant to be, and uh, it was really nice to be there. But one thing about the food experience in Vegas that I didn't expect—did you know Mark Wahlberg has a, a burger chain? It's, it's called Wahlburger. <laughs> that like, makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that might have been in there, buried in the back of my. So do you know how much I love Bunsen? Yeah, have yeah, I, yeah. Like, no, literally, like Bunsen, before this, Bunsen was the best, I, I would say they're the best burgers on the planet. This is about twice as good as Bunsen. Wow, <laughs> that yeah. is high praise. Yeah, like seriously, like the greatest, tastiest burgers where every single element of it is like, oh, they just picked the perfect this, pick perfect that. Like uh, so much so that we, we went three times in a five-day trip to Vegas to Wahlberg. 
for the for the listeners, Bunsen is a chain in Ireland. I, I think they have about five or six now. They probably even have more oh, yeah. than that, actually. They, they only had like two or three when I was last That's there. That's right, yeah. yeah. They, they've three in Dublin alone now. Uh, they have one in yeah, Cork. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, they are... Uh, Remember they opened the Belfast one? Ah, nice, yeah. Yeah, they're they're a burger joint that just has a very very small menu. I think there's like six things on it, maybe. Mm. Yeah, um, mm. and they are amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Only one burger I've ever had better than it. What was that? Uh, was that a place called Over Easy in Singapore? Nice. Uh, it was uh, out... big. Over yeah, Over Easy. Yeah, it's a way you can have your uh, fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the the restaurant itself is out by Marina Bay. Um, do you mm. know Marina Bay to hand, like the image of it, or Marina Bay? It's yeah. famous for having the hotel with the three buildings and then a boat on top. Okay, I don't think I can. Uh, you, you, you'd, know, you'd know it by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. um, yeah, uh, the over easy is like the other side of the bay where there's no ridiculous big. Uh, hotel where where the boats okay, dock cool. and um, it was really fucking nice. Yeah, wow, big fan. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, really recommend it. There's at least one listener out there in Singapore, and he knows who he is, and he's probably already eaten there. But if not, mm-hmm. you should go there, my friend. Lovely. Yeah, I do miss Bunsen, though. I have to say, I haven't had a better burger in in London. I'll bring but one I... over uh, on Friday. <laughs> have you ever eaten a meat liquor actually in London? That's the one out by um, Bray, is it? No, I know what you're thinking of though. That one's amazing. No, Meat Liquor is a London one only. Oh. That one in Bray is called Box Burger, maybe. Ah, uh, but yeah, yeah. By the way, Meat Liquor is just the worst fucking name for. A... Okay, yeah. There's yeah. a certain imagery can there. We, can we just give me praise? I, I, I've eaten in Box Burger once about seven years ago. I'm quite proud of myself for remembering the name of that random Bray place you just brought up. It was not seven years ago. It was about three years ago. Uh, me? But, yeah. I, I, I haven't even been in Dublin for three years. Uh, that's true, but Bray's not in Dublin, my friend, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was. I You're right. Me. Was I telling you that I was going to Bray with Eam or something like that, and you were telling me to go check out Boxburger? Is that yeah, how I know that yeah, place? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah, that was what, I, I didn't remember that, but now I, I remember that. Yeah, Boxburger, I went once. And yeah, it was honestly about seven years ago. Fucking hell. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to Bray in about, I'm going to Bray next month, actually. So. Okay. I will with him? Ch- uh, no, with someone else. I okay. will check out uh, my meat wagon. I don't know why I said that. That's a different place. That's a restaurant in Smithfield. Um, but meat liquor is incredible. If you're ever uh, over, it, it's in Clapham. No, can dude, we agree that it's a fucking it. awful name, though? Like meat and liquor, like the spirit. But just, meat, did you think it was liquor, like L I C K E R? Yeah. No, it's it's liquor, like L I Q U O R. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It's a bit Jesus. better. Let's call it meat liqueur or something. It's yeah, just a yeah, yeah. meat yeah, liquor. No, it, like, uh... I think it's a I think it's a play on that because like you're eating lots of meat, you're going to be licking meat. But anyway, the if you if you ever see it, please try it because I think you'll love it. It's honestly like the dirtiest, most delicious. Like it's all kind of just beautiful food it's mm. really really good there's one in clapham if you're ever that way and there's one i think by victoria station I could be in the wrong but i think it's that way yeah pretty sure is there a Wahlburger anywhere else i think they opened it in london near covent garden and it failed what yeah ah, the yeah, fucking brits that. man they are good for nothing <laughs> yeah yeah no so i heard it opened in covent garden and failed 
honestly, yeah, I wish I could go to. I, it's I'd probably because it opened in Covent Garden. That's not really the. Uh, they're like, oh, this rich white privileged man. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> you must be having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's. But I, I've heard that's what happened actually. No one who lives there could name a no single Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, exactly. As you know, so um, it's really funny. So in there, there's like all his movie posters, which is really good because some of them are hilarious. But then like it's it's real heartwarming pictures of him and his family because it's like he says his family run, which fair enough, it's probably not like it's a chain now, but like heartwarming family. pictures of him uh, violently assaulting two Vietnamese nationals in a hate crime. <laughs> I did uh, tell Hannah about that when we were there, and much to her dismay and. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that too. Pretty, it's, pretty rough. I really like Mark Wahlberg, and I don't know why, because he seems mm. like a like. First of all, there's that, but I do believe in redemption, and like I do believe yeah, that exactly. he fair enough. Yeah, but, he was but, a young kid. Well, yeah, but when he said that, uh, if he, 9/11, <laughs> yeah, that he would have stopped nine eleven if he was on the plane. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Who do you think you are, John Cena or something? Jesus. Yeah. Like not Wayne. even. Like, Vin Diesel gets so much shit for, like, how much he yeah. believes his own hype and stuff, but Vin yeah. Diesel would not have said something like that. Like, yeah. Although, okay, so to play devil's advocate again, there's a lot to be said for bad things happening simply because good people didn't do anything. Mm. Like, like I'm not saying that he would have commandeered, that he would have punched and knocked out every single one of the terrorists, taken control of the plane and landed it safely. You're he saying America have... caused 9-11. <laughs> I'm saying that maybe that if enough people stood up, they could have could have overpowered the terrorists and the plane would have gone down killing everyone. Well, and they did that with United Flight 93. Exactly. And maybe that's all he meant, was that I would have at most killed like or, or been responsible for the... Yeah, It, or, it could be, but the quote is pretty damning. Like, what was the quote? I, I can't you remember know? it exactly, yeah, but enough, but enough. it's but it's pretty picturesque yeah. in its depiction of what he thought. But would it's have hard been done. as well, though, because the people on it had no idea. Like in hindsight, now if the plane gets hijacked, you're thinking, "Oh my God, they're going to crash. They're going to kill people. They're yeah, going to do this." Back then, though, you'd be like, "Oh, these are pilots. They want money. Mm -hmm. They're going to land it somewhere. We're going to be hostages. We're going to be." You know what I mean? There was no precedent to be set for this is going to be a plane into a building moment. So it's we so harsh to say that. You know, we did uh, an episode on 9-11. I, I <laughs> don't know why know. I said that. Yeah, you were on it, <laughs> famously. <laughs> but um, that was one of the things I said in it was that, like, yeah, yeah. the conspiracy theorists will say, why? And I was like, well, because it's a fucking pre-9-11 world, right? You don't have the... Exactly. Um, exactly. Did you know that that is the most downloaded episode of this show and the most hated episode of this show oh, wow. by a considerable margin, yeah. I didn't know. What percentage likes to dislikes are you thinking? Likes to dislikes on YouTube are good, but on everything else, uh, on every other platform that allows comments, they are not good. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to like quickly go to the... Uh... And, and what would be a brief description of some of the critiques? Um... <laughs> Did you think all of these people thought it was an inside job or the majority? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the R word is used quite a lot to describe us. Uh, people saying that we should go work for CNN because uh, we're fake news. <laughs> Just, oh, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. The well has been well and truly poisoned, I can tell you on this oh, one. God, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to find. There's a lot of people telling us to do our research, which I, I don't know if they listened to the episode or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would yeah, appear yeah. as though. Uh, what? What? When did we even do that? Like, I was in Belfast. So it would have been 2017, 2018. 
Jesus, man, there's been a lot of episodes of this podcast. Uh, In fact, I can tell you now, it would have been before April 2018. Okay, let's see. I am scrolling. Because I remember exactly where I was even sitting. Hmm. In my kitchen. I know that one comment was like, no planes, no buildings, or, you know, some weird shit like that, like an extremely... uh, did you see a new video of that surface there like a week ago? No. A, a brand new video of uh, footage of the 9-11 attack. Brand new, never before seen. No way. Yeah, yeah. About a week or two ago has surfaced. Here's, here's a comment from uh, Trent Larson. You two are, all caps, fucking retards. Planes did not take the buildings down. Lowercase. You need to go work for MSNBC. <laughs> fair enough I'm, I'm happy he's so passionate about it <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy he believes in my journalistic credentials so that yeah exactly i can finally end up here i got hired by msnbc shortly thereafter <laughs> he certainly will let's see if i can see trent uh, Reznor, yeah trent Reznor's <laughs> act. i've been such a fan of his music as well it's like really disappointing yeah yeah uh, okay, hold on. Let's read out some of these. This is a nice little way to end this podcast, actually, because I, I think the fans yeah. will probably get a kick out of this. Uh, no matter what amount of actual physical proof you show and use to disprove conspiracy theories, the people who believe uh, the people who believe in conspiracy theories never see it. That's true, Jason Byron. Thank you. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's mm-hmm. one from Walid Higgins. The NSA have been mm-hmm. eavesdropping on Bin Laden's satellite phone since 1996. Weren't the NS? Were the NS? Oh, they were around before then. Sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, the Patriot Act is what I'm thinking of. Um, mm-hmm. um, and after the 1998 U.S. embassy bombings, they started monitoring Al Qaeda's communications hub in the Yemeni capital Sanaa. In late December 1999, NSA operatives informed the CIA that veteran jihadists, uh, and then it says their names. I'm just not going to give them the attention that they're looking for <laughs> from this platform, uh, were to attend an Al-Qaeda meeting in Kuala Lumpur. Two men arrived in LA via Kuala Lumpur and Bangkok in January 2000. Uh, and with some assistance, both were housed in San Diego, California and enrolled at a local flight school. The two Saudis... Spo- and, okay, this is a fucking essay. I'm not reading that. Jesus Christ. Um, the, let's see. Two buildings were not designed in the 1920s. They were in the 1960s and built in the 1970s. Sorry, bud. It's just too many factual uh, errors in the beginning to listen. That's true, but I think that the blueprints that they did in the 1960s were drawn off of ones that were made in the 30s. I don't think I said 20s, but I could be wrong. Um, you mentioned people get a lot of information from Hollywood movies, but I've had these arguments before, and I'll be inundated with pictures of plane crashes from the news. Da, da, da. This is the difference. Most plane crashes are accidents. In emergency situations... Okay, this again is an essay. Okay, John, there's a lot of essays here. Let me try to find the... Okay, here we go. Mango Zorus says, I stopped after 14 minutes. Guys don't even know when the second plane hits. How could one pretend to debunk anything without knowing at least what happened and when? I think that was because we were confused as to how many hours it took. Like, listen, guy... Uh, okay, here we go. Hundred this is from Archie S. Hundred percent inside job. Dash far too much evidence. Full stop. By the way, the inverted commas official story is also a conspiracy theory. 
<laughs> well, that's me sold. How do you explain yeah. the controlled implosion of World Trade Center Building 7 or the molten steel that was found? Why did President Bush admit to seeing video footage of the first plane hitting the World Trade Center? Yeah. Someone replied a year ago saying, how are you feeling today about this comment? <laughs> uh, and one wing where... One wing, there would be plane parts if it hit. You can't see any plane parts, idiot. And he spelled idiot, I-D-D-O-T. These guys talking about intelligence is the joke of the century. That's from my man, Dub Wilkinson, in all caps out here. Four years ago with two thumbs up. Fucking get in, my guy. You have owned us. Man, we've been owned. Oh, here's another one from Dub Wilkinson. All caps. No planes, no hijackers. You should study a subject for five minutes before making a video. Shit, I need four minutes 30 was the wrong way yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go on anymore because I've been owned enough. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That was, so that's that, that episode that we did. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, interesting. Good to know. I'm glad we reached out and touched so many lives. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the, the beauty of podcasting, you know? That's, yeah, sure um, is. Yeah, so was there anything else from your trip that you wanted to... I think I touched on a lot, yeah, and I think it, it had a nice flow to it, so I, I don't really want to necessarily go back. I think, yeah, I touched on everything I wanted to. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, how long are we at? What time? Uh, we must have been going for about two hours. 